special counsel will conduct parts of the first investigation I just mentioned. The investigation into whether any person or entity unlawfully interfered with the transfer of power following the 2020 presidential election or with the certification of Electoral College vote held on or about January 6th. Hey Arizona, Carrie Lake here. I wanted to reach out to you to let you know that I am still in this fight with you. For two years, I've been sounding the alarm about our broken election system here in Arizona. And this past week has confirmed everything we've been saying. Welcome back to Headline News with Resistance Chicks. We're your hosts, Leah and Michelle. It's November 18th, 2022, and what a week it has been. Holy moly. Yeah, we've had this huge week of news stories, and then today I'm, like, getting getting the show ready. It's like, oh, and by the way, we're investigating Trump. Thanks. (laughs) Uh, We're not just investigating Trump. We're appointing a special counsel to go after Trump. Uh, Merrick Garland, who is not politicizing the DOJ in any way whatsoever. Unbelievable. Jean-Pierre. The, the chick who does the, the, the press conferences. Oh, yeah. She's like, of course the DOJ, we are not politicizing the DOJ. Like, don't even, no. don't no even with that. You walk away with that politicizing the DOJ. Walk it's away. not like we went after families and moms and dads who were just uh, asking their school boards not to promote critical race theory. No way. No, no way. way. We would never do that. We would never do that. All right. So Merrick Garland, he has named a special counsel. Now, two days after Trump announces that he's running for president, <laughs> Merrick Garland says, in light of Trump in running for president. It. It, Meaning it didn't need to happen. You know, his, his, his exact words were, since we have a sitting president that is presumably going to run and then Trump is going to run. I didn't understand exactly like what the correlation to that was. That yeah, was very interesting. Trump's your president? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> remember, uh, actually, uh, Joe Joe Biden. Do you guys remember a clip we played last week where he said, "We won't, we won't let him, we won't let him uh, assume power." Yes. Like if he were to run, he literally says, "We won't let him assume power." Now, that sounds to me like interfering in the transfer of power, which is what Merrick Garland said that he will be investigating Trump on interfering in the transfer of power. Yeah, you got this clip up. I want to play Merrick Garland's words here, and you guys can kind of come to your own conclusion. Uh, I have this article. Uh, It's a video. This one right here. Oh, there's too many tweets. You have to find it. So, too many tweeters. Leah has a great show for you guys. Whoop, not that guy. There he is, this guy. All right, this is, I bet my clip is better than this one, but we'll see. We'll see who has the better clip. 
I don't. I honestly don't like playing Merrick Garland, but I'm not. Nah, nobody does. Need to. Here. All right. Here we go. Based on recent developments, including the former president's announcement that he is a candidate for president in the next election, and the sitting president's stated intention to be a candidate as well, I have concluded that it is in the public interest to appoint a special counsel. Such an uh, an appointment. That's what I was talking about. What does what does the sitting president Joe Biden have to do with them with Trump but running no, and the sitting president but no special running? Counsel on Hunter. Right here we go. And underscores the department's commitment to both independence and accountability in particularly sensitive matters. It also allows prosecutors and agents to continue their work expeditiously and to make decisions indisputably guided only by the facts and the law. Only by the facts of the law. Okay, yeah, you got another bridge to sell me. I ain't buying bridges today, and I'm an Eskimo, (laughs) Eskimo, not buying no ice for my igloo. Whoa. Okay, I got plenty of snow outside. Well, I don't really right now, but it's cold enough. I can make my own ice. Here's the thing. Here it is. Remember Trump had like a phone call with Zelensky that mm-hmm. kind of went and everybody's like, it was he met, it was going to be a quid a pro quo and he was using this and blah, 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 blah. That laptop, okay, from the bottomless pit of, uh, of, of, of Hades. It's a nasty laptop. Okay. Where Hunter literally records himself with many, 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 many women and young women doing all kind of cray cray things and paying them you know prostitution and solicitating prostitution is a crime (laughs) okay robert downey jr went to jail for driving by soliciting uh soliciting a a prostitute hunter biden is the smartest guy joe knows and he pays for the uh, let's rhyme sorry it just rhymed Nobody said that. I wasn't going there. I'm sorry. It just rhymed in my mind. You've got a lot of those lately. I, I do. I do. It just kind of rhymed. And a lot of these women are foreign. And so you're wondering, you're left wondering, isn't there like somebody to investigate and make sure they're not being sex trafficked? You know who was wondering if they're sex trafficked? Ron Johnson and Chuck Grassley. Okay. Two senators. Two, two senators. Okay. That we actually... Wow. Okay. So... They're going to go after Hunter. They're not going. Uh, the House says they're going to go after Hunter. They say they're not going to go after Joe Biden. Um, but on this, it says uh, Garland has named John L. Smith a special count as special counsel Friday afternoon in a televised press statement. According to LinkedIn, Smith is the deputy assistant attorney general of the Civil Rights Division of the U.S. Department of Justice, one of the most highly politicized left wing departments within the agency. That's going to go over really well. Uh, tonight, uh, I, I am happy to say that you can cut away at 8.30 because Donald Trump is going to make an announcement. Or we could just cover it. Well, or not on Facebook. Hunter Biden acknowledged in December 2020 that he had been under federal investigation for possible tax violations, not prostitution, not cocaine, not uh, firearms, not um, illegally obtained firearms because you lied on the... It's so funny with these Democrats. They, they're all for gun control and they're all for prosecuting criminals who break laws. But the son of the quote unquote sitting president lies to obtain a gun mm-hmm. and nobody bats an eye. Right. They just literally this is what they do when uh, they, they don't they don't even spin it. They just 
I can't see it. I can't hear it. Don't say it. Okay. It's like uh, Ashley Biden with that diary. And she said, I think uh, I showered with my dad and I might've been molested. Oh, really? Okay. And, and nobody says anything. It's just absolutely insane. All right. So since then, the investigation reportedly brought in to include more of his global business dealings. However, Attorney General Garland has declined to appoint a special counsel despite criticism from legal scholars who say that greater political independence is needed in an inquiry involving the president's family. Uh, Wall Street Journal reported on Friday the special counsel will assess whether criminal charges are merited in connection with the handling of classified documents. Okay, these are clerical things, by the way, that no one, no president has ever been uh, uh charged with any crime over uh, at Mr. Trump's uh, Mar-a-Lago resort in Florida. And you can actually call him President Trump, former president. You can call him President Clinton. He refers can... to Melania as the first lady still. Okay, he did so in his key aspects the of the sprawling Justice Department investigation's efforts by Trump and his allies to overturn his 2020 election loss, according to... So is there criminal charges on this? A special counsel on crim uh, criminal charges on this? Uh, a formal announcement, which is expected Friday night, we heard that, uh, would come three days after Trump announced another bid for residency and would mark the naming of the third independent prosecutor in five years to examine issues involving Trump. If you're... They ain't got nothing, okay? And I love from the Zero Hedge article, which said, okay, two years of investigation where there's going to be this a steady leak and a stream of we got him this time just a minute we, we got really him this time. we really got him just this time. the walls moment. are closing in. the walls in. are closing in. right up to the election and then after the election oh by the way trump didn't do anything wrong they've already done that two times okay fool me once shame on you but actually yes to be shamed all of you americans all of us all of us for standing by while this while this this stupidity it, it, it he done nothing. If okay? there was something on Trump, they hate him so much, and they have dug so deep, they would have found it by now. All right. So speaking of Trump, Elon Musk is still weighing whether Trump shall be freed on Twitter. Dear Lord. So he's he's he Twitter is now down. Get this. From 7,000 employees to 700. That's incredible. Okay, Twitter has been firing people like crazy. And it's still running, by the way. Which, what does that go to show you? But it, I think it's, maybe it's advertising division is down because I haven't been getting a lot of ads. So I don't know how it's going to fund itself. Uh, but uh, I guess Elon has some sort of plan. Uh, he's calling it Freedom Fridays, where he's freeing uh, a few celebrities at a time. Wow. Uh, I don't see the rest of us getting freed, mm. honestly. Okay, so you can follow me if you want. I have a little count on Twitter, Leah Svensson. My, just, my name. I haven't changed it to Resistance Chicks because I am permanently banned. I don't even know what I what I got to be permanently banned. They didn't. They never tell you. Uh, Elon Musk. Uh, and actually, my first account was just suspended, and I tried to appeal that, but that didn't get. And my second account was permanently banned. So, Elon Musk restores Babylon B, Jordan Peterson, and Kathy Griffin. Yes. So Elon Musk announced uh, that Twitter's new policy is freedom of speech, but not freedom of reach. Then explaining that the platform would be uh, using the same shadow banning sy system that has unfairly affected conservatives and has been criticized for years. Musk has also announced that the Babylon Bee, Jordan Peterson, and Kathy Griffin have been restored. Trump decision has not been made. Alex Jones' decision has been made, and it's a no. 
So obviously not freedom of speech. And everybody keeps saying, yeah, but he, Alex Jones, man, he, he told parents that their kids didn't die. Now, granted, that would be a, a heartening thing, a disheartening thing uh, for somebody to do. It's not illegal. Um, and to this I say, is George Bush allowed on Twitter? Because he told everybody that there were weapons of mass destruction. Where are those weapons of mass destruction? In Iraq. Not over there. Not over there. Not and over a million there. people died. And was it Madeline? George Bush should be arrested and put in jail for the rest of his life, which won't be that long because he's already getting up there in age. Yeah. She dead. Madeline Albright, did she die yet? I don't um, know. That's a good question. She was Secretary of State from uh, 1997, 1997 to 2001. She was interviewed about the one million people that died in Iraq. And she flippantly said, it's it, she died this year, okay. March 23rd, 2022. Collateral um, damage. Collateral damage. Collateral damage. And I just wonder if that, because there were, there were hundreds of thousands of children who died. Mm -hmm. I'm just wondering if that isn't a little bit more hurtful thing to say. It hurts me. To say to families that yeah. you're just collateral damage. Yeah. It's, I, it is, it's a hurtful thing. I believe that that is a hurtful thing. Yeah. So we'll see where Twitter goes. Uh, China has admitted that it operates police stations in the United States. The F, Well, the FBI, sorry. The FBI chief admits. So we've been actually covering this in our world news show that um, Australia... And Canada have found that there are literal Chinese police stations in their countries. Well, lo and behold, there are literal... China has created stealthy police stations in the United States to extend its control over the growing population of Chinese students, visa workers, legal immigrants, and illegal immigrants living in the United States. Um, the F we are aware of the existence of these stations. Uh, Christopher Ray told the Senate hearing on Thursday, he said, I have to be careful about our specific investigative work. But to me, it is outrageous to think the Chinese police would attempt to set up shop in New York, let's say, without proper legal coordination. It violates sovereignty and circumvents standard judicial law enforcement cooperation. The reason this is so important is because we have seen a clear pattern of the Chinese government, the, the CCP, uh, uh, exporting their uh, repression right here into the U.S. So I'm just wondering if this is some sort of game. I don't trust a word that comes out of Christopher Ray's mouth whatsoever. Uh, speaking of Christopher Ray, um, would you bring up, I do have two Josh Holly clips and one just would not play on our Bright Ian show. If you guys don't know, know, we go live on Bright Eon. We cannot share the link on Facebook because you're not allowed to share Bright Eon uh, clips. It's right there towards the middle. Um, to the right, to the left, to the right, to the left. Um, and so we kept trying to play these Josh Holly clips and uh, they wouldn't play on our Bright Eon show. Well, I, I, I do want to take a, a minute before we get to that and um, and address something really important to me. This is an exciting moment Oh, happening. Yeah. Once you get that up. Okay. All right. So you got that clip up. That's the one we're going to play next. Can I have the power? Yeah. All right. So it's been a very long time since we have had uh, someone who left a comment on here says, wow, I never see trolls, are, but they're out tonight. It's just, it's not, I would not call this person a troll. Um, I want to say your name is Michelle. 
it's like my, but spelled differently. Maybe it's pronounced differently. And I'm so glad that you're here in the chat on Facebook. We're live on several different platforms, but I'm addressing the Facebook chat right now because we had a video that went viral, semi-viral on Facebook. Facebook doesn't usually let our videos get out. They just, they sent No, us. and they put the kibosh on that pretty quickly. They did. And so literally uh, they, they kind of, they capped the views and then they stopped letting people see our stuff. So I'm glad that you're here. I'm so glad that you made it through. You got this notification that we're, we're, we're live and I'm, I'm really glad that you're here. So I do want to address a couple of the comments here from, uh, from, I'm just going to say Michelle, cause I have no other idea on how to pronounce your name. So forgive me on that if I'm messing this up. So one of the comment was, uh, uh, Trump once said if Ivanka was his, wasn't his daughter, he would F her and she was 14. The, the exact quote was, if Ivanka was not my daughter, I would date her. Uh, and that was done, I think, on The View or one of those programs. It was actually date, not F her. Um, however, in 2016, leading up to the election, Leah and I on our other program, before we even had resistance chicks, called Trump out on that and said, that's kind of weird. Um, I don't think you should say that. So um, you need to know who you're watching here. Um, I don't think you know a lot about us, which is why these comments are coming out of left field here um, from you. Uh, so wait a minute. So, but if you're, if you're saying that Trump is perverted, that's fine. I don't care. Say Trump's perverted all day long. I don't, I literally, whatever you want to say about Trump, as long as you're also saying Ashley Biden's journal, when she says, I have memories of showering with my father as like an older child, right? And I think I was molested that that should be given some credence. And all of the times where Joe Biden has been, we've played the clips countless times on our show where he's found touching and groping and sniffing and and then little kids are like freaked out by the fact that he gets so close and all the weird comments that he makes. So say all you want about Trump and literally come on about Biden too. And come on, Hunter Biden hiring multiple sex workers making multiple women doing all kinds of crazy uploading things sexual acts with himself on Pornhub and I get it you're saying you're probably you probably say yeah but Hunter Biden is just the son of the president you don't become that kind of crazy weird sex addict without your family being crazy a little bit cray cray all right yeah. so you can talk about Trump all you want I don't care what you say about Trump but are you also saying the same stuff about uh, Joe Biden, which I, I, I don't know if you are. Maybe you don't know about it. They keep this kind of stuff censored from the left wing. So if you're a lefty, and I'm so glad that you're here, they keep that stuff censored from you. They're not going to tell you that on CNN. Uh, then there was another one that says, wow, you really think a tycoon coming in and laying off thousands of Americans is go- a good thing. What kind of rich bleached blondes are you? And that, all that section was all in caps. Um, oh, I'm not rich. I, you know, and I That'd actually don't nice. wish that I, I, I was rich. Uh, I don't wish richness on myself. I wish God's treasures and blessings on myself. Yes. Uh, richness and fake fiat dollars. No, but we do not have, uh, we barely scraped up enough money. Thanks to donations to be able to buy a new and laptop actually, for the program today. I really kind of need to highlight this again. So thanks for, I know we've been meaning me. to highlight these. Uh, for sure. But as far as Elon Musk goes again, be careful with your comments until you get to know us a little bit. Maybe watch a couple of programs. We are not a fan of Elon Musk. We hate the censorship on Twitter. And so we're we're cautiously going, what's he going to do? Is he going to allow free speech back on Twitter or is he going to continue to censor people? Okay, so those 7,000 people were censoring me and banned me twice. I'm happy they're gone. Exactly. But... But Michelle, and I don't know how to say your name, it's M-E-S-H, 
M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E. That's got to be Michelle, right? I am so glad that you're here. Leave all the comments that you want. This is going to be a fun night for me if you stick around because it's been a really long time because we're so censored that we haven't had people of massively contrary opinions commenting on our show. So this will be really nice and it's I hope you stick around. It's always a cheerleading section and unfortunately sometimes the negative ones get... Right. Attention. So our friend Matthew says Biden treats children like scratch and sniff stickers. Now, I don't see any other comments from Michelle, so I'm guessing you left and that makes me sad. Um, but I, I do hope that, that you guys will stick around. We don't oh, need uh, people. That off. was fun. That was for fun a for a while. second. We don't need an echo chamber here on Resistance Chicks. Trust me, we have all of the facts to back up anything that you could possibly say against us. All right, Hallie. Hallie, Josh Hallie, here we come. Love this man. This man is the man. All right, here we go. We couldn't get this clip to play on our Brady on segment, so we're going to try again. Whistleblowers who have come forward to members of this body, to members of the House. The FBI has been sending more than, in one instance, a dozen armed agents to a rural Pennsylvania home of a Catholic pro-life demonstrator to arrest him at gunpoint in front of his children in early morning hours, despite the fact that he posed no risk of violence or threat and had previously offered to turn himself in. Numerous whistleblowers, field agents, have alleged that D.C., your headquarters, has pulled them off working on child sex abuse cases, working on human trafficking cases, in order to work on January 6th matters for this reason, to give the appearance, they say, they say, that there are hundreds of new domestic terrorism cases in the country, when in fact there are not. Whistleblowers, field agents have also said that D.C. has ordered the use of SWAT teams on nonviolent suspects who may have attended a January 6th rally and they have been ordered to conduct surveillance and knock on doors of people who were not even in D.C. on January 6th. And again, all of this, according to the whistleblowers, these are your agents, all of this in order to make it look as if there's a mass surge in domestic terrorism all across the country when in fact... The stats are being padded by political directive in your office. They also say, these whistleblowers, the D.C. leadership deliberately suppressed investigations into Hunter Biden, contrary to FBI procedure, and have also retaliated against FBI agents and whistleblowers who have contacted Congress, which, by the way, they are protected by statute to do so. This is what's happening at your FBI while you are evading oversight hearings. Mr. Director, do you think you're still up to this job? I absolutely think I'm still up to this job, and I think our workforce feels the same way. Well, I don't. And frankly, I think you should have been gone a long time ago. And given your behavior recently, I think it only makes it more clear. Are there any travel plans today that we should be aware of that you have? We're supposed to have a second round. Will you be here for that? Yes. I got to tell you, uh, okay, so actually... Now, you forgot to give the explanation for why he said that. Uh, at the, in our Brideon segment, Leah laid the foundation the last time that he was questioned by the Senate. Yeah. He kept saying, I got to go, I got to go, I got to go. And he made it seem like it was like a really important engagement that he had yeah. to leave for when it was just his family vacation. Yeah. That's why Howley said that at the end. Oh, we're frozen. Don't freeze on me, baby. Come on. Try refreshing that tweet and let's see what happens all right just play it well, thanks to the witnesses for being here director ray let me start with just you if i could i think the last time that i got to visit with you was back in august august 4th of this year you were at the senate judiciary committee you remember that i assume we had to cut that hearing short we were supposed to do two rounds of questions you said you had to be somewhere so we cut it short republicans were not able to ask a second round as we had been informed we would 
The press reported shortly thereafter that the reason that the hearing had to be cut short is because you were flying on a Gulfstream jet for a personal vacation in the Adirondacks. Please tell me that's not accurate. Senator, the hearing was cut short, was not cut short from my experience. We had agreed beforehand on the time and, and, uh, and length of it, and my, I was very surprised to find that the, any member of the committee was surprised. Uh, as to how I uh, fly, I am required, not only uh, permitted, but required to fly uh, on uh, an FBI plane wherever I go. That's so, so you were going on vacation? I was, yes. So you left a statutorily required oversight hearing in order to go on a personal vacation in the Adirondacks? I took a flight to go visit my family, uh, as had been previously arranged in conjunction no, no, with no. the leadership of the committee. The ranking member, Chuck Grassley, asked you during the hearing, he said, I assume you must have other business. You said, yes. He then said, if you have a business trip, you've got your own plane, can't it wait a while? He then said, Chuck Grassley, we only just heard half an hour ago that now you have to leave. We were going to have a seven-minute round followed by a three-minute round. I've got seven people on my side of the aisle, that included me, who are waiting for this additional round. Is there any reason we can't accommodate them for 21 minutes? And you said you had a plane to catch. You had somewhere to go. And now we find out it was for vacation? The, the reference to other business was not a reference to that day. It was a reference to the following week where Senator Grassley and I were going to see each other in Iowa when I had other business in Iowa, and I did, in fact, see him then. So wait, you had to leave the hearing early because you had to, you're going to see him later in Iowa in a week? No, I had to leave uh, when I said I was going to have to leave, as had been previously organized <laughs> with the leadership of the committee. You, you left an oversight hearing before the Senate Judiciary Committee required by statute so you could vacation with your family. I find that absolutely unbelievable and frankly indefensible. Now is it your practice to use government planes? You say you do this all the time. You flew in a Gulfstream 550, I think, that was originally purchased for counterterrorism purposes. You were using it to go to, what is it, Saranac Lake? Is that how I say it? I've never been there. Is that, is that the right pronunciation? Saranac Lake? That was your destination? Yes. So. Did you enjoy the flight? I mean, did you pay for it? Yes, I paid for it. Will you turn over all receipts and reimbursement to Se this committee? Senator, we will be happy to comply with oversight requests related to the use of the plane. As I said, and it's important for people to understand. Uh, why don't you just give me a I yes? Can I, can I, will, will you turn over the receipts for your flight? I will turn over the information related to committee. my use of the plane. The use of the plane, I am required, not just permitted, required even for personal travel, to use the FBI plane. How convenient for you. Pay, and I pay every single time that I use the plane for personal I'm glad it's available for you to jet away from your statutorily required hearings and oversight before this Congress, where you denied the ability of members of Congress to ask you questions because you had to go on a personal vacation using a government plane. Let's just. Wow. You know, Josh pulled no punches there, and I am so proud of him. That yeah. is absolutely incredible. Now, Leah, it looks to me like you have pulled up. Um... Well, speaking of, like, the way Christopher Ray, as an employee of the FBI, just can get on a Gulfstream jet uh, that was actually just originally purchased for um, anti-terrorism. Right. 
So the, the, the Twitter employees that we are meant to feel sorry for going on unemployment. Yeah. Well, they're not going on unemployment yet because they've got three months of severance. And they right. don't have okay. to work Getting their three months. months of severance. Yeah. This is their life. This is why I believe that saying, uh, I believe that cutting the workforce is probably a smart fiscal um, thing for um, Elon to do. Welcome to a day in my life as a Twitter employee. So this past week went to SF for the first time at a Twitter office, badged in, honestly took a moment to just soak everything in. What a blessing. Also started my morning off with an iced matcha from the perch. Then I had a meeting, so quickly scheduled one of these little pod rooms which were so cool they're literally noise canceling took my meeting got ready for bunch look how delicious this food looks oh my goodness i was so overwhelmed then made my way down to this log cabin area i don't know what this is but it was really cool played some foosball with my friends to kind of unwind a bit um also found this really cool meditation room that i thought was super neat um, I didn't do any yoga, but they have this yoga room if you were a yogi, so also thought that was really cool. Um, had a couple more meetings in the afternoon, had a ton of projects that we needed to knock out. Say hi to my teammates. Um, <laughs> went to the, went to the library to kind of get some more work done. Obviously had to have our afternoon coffee, so made some espresso. And then before leaving for the day, had some red wine, um, that's on tap went up to the rooftop and just honestly enjoyed the beautiful weather so awesome trip wow okay now okay love that i'm gonna really feel sorry for these people losing those jobs uh there but uh leah we also found elon musk found out that uh the meals that these employees were using were costing how much i i i don't remember it was like 400 dollars a day some of them? Yeah, some yeah. of them for, for, for so, so I I just have to question the um, sincerity of us feeling sorry about Twitter employees being fired instead of maybe people who um, had medical reasons or constitutional reasons for not getting juiced in the arm and then they were fired. I'm yeah. trying to decide who to feel more sorry for, like teachers and uh, nurses and doctors and uh, people in our military losing their jobs in massive numbers, way higher than Elon firing, who we should feel more sorry for. Yeah, well, the Babylon Bee is now back on Twitter Go and Bee. has a really great satire here for a ex-Twitter employee and how do you find a new job? Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so we're giving tips to them for yeah. how to get a new job now that they've been fired. Yeah. Um, okay. I like it. Let's make sure we're on the right screen here. We are. Boom. Number 13. Former Twitter employee Mandy Zander finds out she's Mr. fired. Mr. Dunsenson? Yeah, come on in. You know, uh, you're 20 minutes late. Yeah, Twitter, we didn't have, like, start times. Schedules are a remnant of an oppressive colonialist regime oppressive colonialist regimes okay well look the work here is pretty demanding we need to find someone who can inspect all of our outgoing miss are, are you okay i'm sorry i'm not really used to bosses using trigger words like demanding and inspect and work 
But this is a job. We don't say that either. Then how do you get any work? Huh. Uh, well, I mean, so how do you get any uh, labor stuff, production, the handwork? Not work, sorry, stuff done. How do you get any stuff done? <laughs> uh, Streep's got tons of stuff done on Twitter. Oh, okay. Well, what would you say you did there? I was responsible for so much as a content moderation specialist. Some days during my afternoon cornhole sesh, I get a text telling me I had to ban someone. So then you'd have to actually like walk over to your computer and ban them? Uh, no. I would just hit a button on my phone and then BAM! Babylon B, banned. Libs of TikTok, banned. Steve from Fruitport, Michigan, you know he banned. And then back to cornhole. Uh, all right, well, what else did you do there? Drank like a sailor. They had wine on tap, mimosas, a full microbrewery. They also had AA, which was kind of helpful for me. One day at a time. Uh, well, congratulations. Uh, well, so I think I've seen everything that I need to see. Did you have any questions for us? Tons. Okay, first, you don't actually, like, expect me to come into the office, do you? Well, how do you expect to get any work done, labor done, stuff done, at the factory without coming into the factory? Oh, so this is like a job job. Yeah, that might be a deal breaker for me. Uh, also, I didn't notice any meditation rooms when I came in. Do you guys have any gurus on site, or is it more like a BYOG type situation? BYO what? Also, I didn't see a QR code for your lunch menu, but I assume your shrimp is non-GMO and cage-free. Shrimp? Where'd you get shrimp? We don't have any shrimp. Hey, sorry to interrupt, boss. Pneumatic drill is on the fritz again. I need to go pick up some parts. I'll be back in five. Ugh! What was on his hand? Uh, it was grease. How did it get there? Because he worked, does stuff, engages in manual labor. Okay, that's it. I can't do this. I'm sorry, Mr. Dunsonson. We've decided to go in a different direction. All right, well, I'm sorry to hear that, miss. No, 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 no. Oh, that's so good. Hey, boss, she gone? Yep. You thinking what I'm thinking? Rooftop cornhole sesh? I got the mimosas. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> That's what it's come down to, that they, these privileged uh, millennials, or even younger than that now, right? This, it's just sad. I, I, you know, I don't really feel sorry for the Twitter layoffs. There are times when people are let go, um, and it, it, it's an unfortunate thing that happens. I think it'll be a healthy transition for them to maybe wake up to life. I enjoy hard work. I do too. Now, some of y'all, and, and I don't know if Michelle is still here. I hope she is. Michelle. Uh, Michelle. Um, again, you don't know, and, and many of you, many of you may not know, uh, Leah and I may not know who we are and, and follow our channel. Um, we have a homestead. We raise pigs and chickens. Um, we actually butcher pigs and chickens. Um, we we get dirty a lot. We work outside manually a lot. Um, mm -hmm. We own our own business. This is not a full-time gig. This pays us literally. This bar We barely keep the lights on here. Um, 
at Resistance Chicks. We barely so. keep the lights on. What I mean is, the, well, Resistance Chicks doesn't actually pay for our lights. This is our home. We pay for the lights. I mean, we barely keep Resistance Chicks running um, with it, with with what we get from it. So we're not getting rich, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> our here, lights doing, are fine. Thanks. No, we we our lights are fine. We pay our lights. Fine. I meant the Resistance Chicks lights. Okay, the stream and, and all of those things, paying for right. all of Right, we do. We have to pay Rumble like a gazillion dollars. No, so it's $25 no, a month. it's not uh, that much. Different but there's that. a lot of things that add up. And why do we have to do that? I that, Because of the censorship. We used to be on YouTube. It was simple. It was easy. It was cheap. Actually, we made money. This is a mission field for us, but I do need to take time to thank those that have donated for oh, yeah. we Patreon got Gallery's we're, laptop and Mama my has laptop. A new laptop. Michelle's get, got one on the way, so we're very excited. You guys excited. have been awesome, so thank you for that. Thank you. It's, gonna, it's going thank to make my life very much. so much easier. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All of you, you're awesome. And your support and your sharing and your comments. So you're making it easier. We yes. appreciate it. All right, uh, this is from um, uh, Jonathan Turley. Clinton-linked dark money group targets advertisers to stop Musk from restoring free speech protection. So back to the Twitter back and to the, the craziness Twitter. happening there. He's got to cut their workforce because the advertisers, their advertisers are all pulling out. In uh, the shift of the left against free speech principles, there is no figure more actively or openly pushing for censorship than Hillary Clinton. Now reports indicate that Clinton, because we all hated on her, because we all exposed her in 2016 and she's mad because she ain't president, because we exposed her and her darkness. And it wasn't just us. It was a ton of people on the left and a ton of people on the right coming together to expose her. And it was really fun. Uh, now Good reports times. indicate that Clinton has unleashed her allies in the corporate world to coerce Musk to restore censorship policies or face bankruptcy. The effort of the Clinton-linked accountable, accountable tech reveals the level of panic in Democrat circles that free speech could be restored on one social media platform. Because, guys, we're on alternative sites because we're not really allowed, and there are certain things that I can't even say on the book of the face, okay? Because of censorship, right? Uh, the group was open about uh, how losing control over Twitter could result in a loss of control over social media generally. Uh, for Clinton, it is all hands on deck uh, to call for the censorship she previously called upon foreign governments to crack down on free speech of the uh, of Americans on Twitter. Uh, we have, uh, Jonathan Turley says, we have been discussing how Clinton and others have called on foreign countries to pass censorship laws to prevent Elon Musk from restoring freedom of speech uh, protections on Twitter. Uh, what we're going to cover Sunday on our Sunday show is the millions of people, three million people came out in support of Bolsonaro and their crazy election that happened in Brazil. So that's pretty exciting. But I think that they are really being cracked down on and censored. Um, certainly on YouTube, you're not allowed to put anything uh, about the Brazilian election yeah. uh, unless, oh, Lulu won. Um, it seems that after years of using censorship by surrogates and social media companies, it's just really taken, you know, well, I don't think they took um, Mark Zuckerberg to the woodshed. I think they went into his implant and just tweaked it. Yeah. Because he was actually you know, a free we, speech so guy, too. I grew up watching Star Trek Next he Generation. He looks just like Data. You know he does. I love he has Star no, Trek Next Generation. He has no facial reactions. I'm telling you. Like a human. I think that Mark Zuckerberg is like Data. He's they, some they, sort he of totally. I think he has given his mind cyborg. and body over to science. Yeah, and he has no. Here's the thing. You know your robot when you can't move your neck right. Are you looking and at your neck right like now? And it almost like this. Oh, I am actually. I've seen him do some exercising, and I guess he's allowed to like take the implant out when he does like some 
jujitsu or whatever. Uh, it seems that after years of using censorship by surrogates and social media companies, Democrat leaders seem to have rediscovered good old-fashioned state censorship. Accountable Tech led by led an effort to send a letter to top Twitter advertisers to force them to accept non-negotiable requirements for censorship. General Motors. Hey, you can't you can't buy no more GM. Just go buy a Toyota. Buy some from Japan. Um, General Motors was one of the first to pull its advertising funds to stop free speech. They have to. They are they're a government agency. Mm -hmm. So our family had money in GM. Our grandma died. It was sad. In 2008, we were a GM family. She had a ton of stocks. They went kaput. We got to experience it firsthand. And then the government came in and said, as GM goes, so goes the country. We're going to bail out GM and Ford. And then they literally bought the companies. And then they actually chose, pick, picked winners and losers. And uh, one of the guys running for governor here in Ohio, uh, Jim, Jim Renacy, he had a thousand employees. And uh, the Congress, Congress, Congress came in and shut down his um, car dealership. All right. So, um, all right. So, of course, the company had no problem with supporting Twitter when it was running one of the largest censorship systems in history or supporting TikTok. So they're over there on TikTok, which is Chinese owned. And has been denounced for state control and access to data. Uh, Twitter has been denounced for years for its bias against conservative and dissenting voices. Hello. Including presumably many GM customers on the right. None of that was a concern for GM, but the pledge to restore free speech to Twitter warrants a suspension. The letter is open about the potential cascading effect of if free speech is restored on one of these platforms. While the company is hardly a poster child for healthy social media. It has taken welcome steps in recent years to mitigate systemic risks, ratcheting up pressure on the likes of Facebook and YouTube to follow suit. The letter insists that free speech will only invite disinformation, hate, and harassment. And under the guise of free speech, Musk's vision will silence and endanger marginalized communities and tear at the fraying fabric of democracy. It's always the democracy. Among other things, the letter demands algorithmic accountability. A notable inclusion in light of the Democratic politicians demanding enlightened alg algorithms to protect citizens from their own bad choices or thoughts. Yay. That's just going to be great. Speaking of that, did you know the United States government has a disinformation video game called Cat Park? Oh, I had God. to read this whole article to figure out what Cat Park was. Okay. I don't understand anybody who would want to play this game. It doesn't sound fun or enjoyable at all. Okay. But supposedly the premise is liberals in a city, and you're playing a game, want to build a, a park for cats. But the disinformation people, the deplorables, the populists, okay. don't want the cat park. They believe it's a, a, a park for elites because only elites have cats that need a park. So this is a video game. It is a video game that is set up and literally funded by our government. And the idea is to try to um, get children to um, play the game and find out where disinformation may be coming from. Basically, anytime you question the government, it's probably disinformation and you should steer clear. So it's very interesting. With the internet, only two things are certain. The global appeal of cat videos and the pervasiveness of disinformation. This is from our government. The global appeal of cat videos. And I don't even know if they're going to play some cool cat videos in this video game. 
<laughs> so begins a government memorandum recently circulated by the U.S. State Department's Global Engagement Center titled Cat Park, a new online game to inculcate, uh, you know, is in, no, in, yeah, inculcate youth against disinformation. Inoculate. Inoculate. You're right. It's a, oh, that's right. That's what it was. That's the word there. A, I can't blame it. I'm not wearing glasses. Uh, in a new video game to inoculate youth against disinformation, recently attained by American First Legal and reviewed by Foundations for Freedom Online. So this memo, dated October 31st, 2022, details a government plan to roll out a new taxpayer-funded online game called Cat Park. It's the stupidest game I have ever heard of. It's not even worth... Like, I can understand if you've got some sort of really cool game and it's like medieval and you go into all these rooms and you talk to like orcs and it's... You know what I mean? Like, that draws people in, the role play stuff. But not Cat Park. Nobody's going to play your stupid game anyways. The game is built as a product that um, inoculates players against real-world disinformation by showing how sensational, sensational headlines, memes... And manipulated media can be used to advance conspiracy theories and incite real-world violence. This is from a government document. However, there's more going on here than a simple cat-themed video game. As this report will explain, the GEC appears to be using taxpayer dollars to fund behavioral modification propaganda games intended to make young people around the world view populist content online as being just de facto disinformation. To understand the full story, they're exploring this cat park game. All right, Cat Park, vaccinating, basically, young people against distrust in the government. Aimed at, at young people 15 years and up, if you are stupid enough to want to play this game. Uh, Cat Park purports to be a NOR adventure, where, players take, where a player takes on a role of a disinformation agent recruited into a shadowy social media pressure campaign. In the game's plot, the player assumes the role of a social media user who makes memes and news headlines to energize local citizens to stop the construction of a local park for cats. Then the player, realizing they have been spreading disinformation, must repent for their memes that resulted in the park getting canceled. Here's the thing. Yeah. First of all, this sounds like the most boring game oh, it's so that I can possibly imagine. What is going to entice these young people oh. to play the game? We're what? not screen sharing right now. Oh, okay. So just play. Here's here's one of their... Um, is this an advertising video for it? It's like uh, a trailer for the video exercise. game? exercise. Yeah, number one. This is kind of part of it. So you have to breaking news. Bop, bop, bop. Outrageous. City prioritizes and then you have to pick. What name? Oh, it's going to be Elitist. Elitist Pets over Improving City Roads. So you're choosing a headline that is sensational. And then Solid Stuff. Good job. Now go down. You really messed with people's emotions. Yeah. Can you believe dot 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 the city is and then you fill it out. Burning money on a Cat park. This looks really boring. It looks so boring. Yes, so emotional. There's more. 
Um, yeah, it's just stupid. And then you just go it down. It says, so right away, this government-funded game establishes a moral framework in which complaining about wasteful spending by government elites, spending which comes at an expense of improving city roads, objections of locals, and our kids, is framed as spreading disinformation. It is almost as if the government is using the video game of Cat Park to get young people to subliminally believe that opposing yeah. the government is only done by disinformation purveyors. Yeah, so then they've got this quote-unquote popular this guy hot dog stand and it's just the stupidest game i've ever heard of but it's this theory that they want to get this uh kind of vaccine uh cat park is based on vaccine theory research pioneered by the university of cambridge social decision making lab much as vaccinations work by exposing subjects to an innocuous strain of a virus in order to trigger an immune system response, empirical studies indicate that the controlled experience of responding to disinformation through a game can build cognitive resistance to disinformation in the real world. This concept is also known as pre-bunking. Rather than simply waiting for lies to spread and then debunking them with strategic messaging or fact checks, the goal of Cat Park is to proactively educate public audiences about common disinformation techniques so players are better prepared to spot fake news no matter what form it takes so i'm actually excited about this because if this happens then they will recognize your stupid headlines boom play the game ah that's really good no you make an excellent point there because they are the purveyors of fake news this they are constantly putting out fake news I headlines. Know. So if this video game actually does teach young people to spot legitimate false headlines, then there you go. Boom. In an analysis of Cat Park's efficacy conducted at the University of Cambridge, researchers found that individual players are 19% points more likely than a control group to spot disinformation and 15 percentage points less likely to want to share disinformation after playing. A media literacy lesson plan for the game will be downloadable from the game's website soon. Lorraine, uh, our friend Lorraine in New Jersey says, uh, they are hiders of the news, not just fake news. Well said, Lorraine. Ah... Uh... Uh, Matthew Yellen says, I want to know what relative of, of a politician is tied to this game and is making big money. So the final frame at the end of Cat Park links to the, in, uh, uh, the inoculation science website maintained by two UK universities, the University of Cambridge and the University of Bristol. To appreciate the entrenched political bias and partisan targeting of Cambridge's social decision-making lab, recent disinformation research from them includes targeting U.S. conservatives. Meta-analysis reveals that accuracy nudges have little to, to no effect on conservatives. Targeting climate change deniers. Climate of conspiracy. Meta-analysis of the consequences of belief in conspiracy theories about climate change. Responding to climate change denial. Targeting vaccine skeptics. Pre-bunking messaging to uh, inoculate against COVID-19 vaccine misinformation, an effective strategy for public health, and targeting election deniers. All right, so Wicked Psych on Rumble says, if it is taxpayer-funded, they will just put it into the, to the public school curriculum so it will be funded in perpetuity. So speaking of election deniers, uh -oh. a, a, a left-leaning YouTuber. Okay posted a compilation of Republicans denying election results. Deny, deny, deny. Now, that video has been taken down. However, the video of Democrats 
denying election results, such as Hillary Clinton and, and so on, and, and ha is allowed to stay up. Yes. Because if a Democrat denies an election results, it's fact. It is always shenanigans. Always. It is always Russia or Because Republicans something. are the only ones that know how to manipulate elections, and so are the people that want Republicans in power. Exactly. And so no one on the left would ever consider messing with elections or doing anything wrong, including Sam Friedman, Bankman-Fried, Bankman-Fried. Bankman has been fried, although... And his polyamorous gerbil girlfriend. Yes, we have, we have since been informed that the, the, um, the curly-head Frodo-like character and his gerbil-like girlfriend lived in a penthouse in the Bahamas with 10 other people. And um, the, the chick, um, uh, what's her name? Durable girl. I'm looking it up right now. Um, Caroline Ellison. She has said in a video that we played uh, previously that she didn't need her math degree, that she used basic math. She laughed about um, losing a lot of dollars. Right. But she wrote a blog post. And it was that, this was hilarious to me because... I almost want to play the clip, but I'm not because I really hate Dave Portnoy now after he's Bars, his, his big uh, thing against um, pro-life people. But he went on Tucker Carlson last night and he is obsessed and I don't know, rightfully so or not, with the fact that this girl wrote a blog post about how she loved polyamory, which is the the sexual relationship with more than one person. Um and not usually it's multi-gendered and so she lived with 10 people and they it, 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 it has to be multi-gendered they the explored well it doesn't have to be i guess you're right uh relationships with one another she also talked about her drug use and she really went into this whole polyamorous and she's like i guess i'm poly which is really weird to me because we covered this about guys wonder woman her little whip okay do no stop with the wonder woman okay the guy who wrote wonder woman was in a polyamorous relationship he brought in another woman into his relationship had her live upstairs his and why wife is it that most of the polyamorous relationships is a dude just amassing more chicks i know it's pretty gross right um and that's to be applauded so this is this was not mainstream like just like a year ago yeah but on in trying to play a tucker carlson video on youtube i got an ad for a couple giving couples advice to poly couples or triples or quadruples and how to work it out and i i didn't know just like i did not know how many thousands of people had undergone um the genital mutilation oh, yeah 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 and now, because they're detransitioned, there's so many detransitioners now, which meant, which means that five or six years ago, they were cutting off the the genitals of children yeah. that I didn't know about. And now that they're adults, we're hearing from them. Right. And they're like, so the I'm same really thing with this, this, this poly thing. So um, Sam Bankman Freed, we covered a little bit last week. This is probably one of the. The big it is the biggest financial scandal 
Um, we're taking for granted wise, that anybody knows what we're talking about. Pause. I was going to get, I was actually FTX. Going, okay. Ahead, so we're talking about that. these people and some people may not have any idea what we're talking about. Okay. So, um, the big one, the, the biggest financial scandal scam money wise, I, the, the great depression and, uh, the, the 2008, well, I was going back to the beginning when, um, the banks, the Ch creature Jekyll Isle, when the banks actually started to regulate themselves right? and they got, uh, Woodrow Wilson in as a patsy and they, uh, created the federal reserve. That is actually the greatest financial scandal. Yes. And has led to this, what we're seeing today. Absolutely. And so money, money wise, this, this child, this 30 year old man child, uh, and can, who cannot explain where he got billions of dollars to start a company. He started a crypto company, FTX. billions of dollars. And we covered this last Friday. It's called FTX. And he got a bunch of celebrities to promote it, including Tom Brady and his wife, Gazelle, in a Super Bowl ad. Okay. So you, and, and there's a whole compilation. Um, but it was a house of cards. Yeah, it was. It did not actually have any kind of firm foundation or any structure to it whatsoever. However, yeah. like we covered last week, we saw this. It's been a money laundering scam going from the FTX don and and Sam Bankman-Fried donating to the Democrat Party. Right. Then they give money to the Ukraine that receives it and then takes it and puts it back. So into there are FTX. so many angles to this. Okay. So he gives forty million dollars to Democrats and campaigns. Right. Um, he is known. At, he was in an interview which he was really shaky, which said, "If you check my phone right now, you're going to see that half of my text messages are from politicians who want money." And he's laughing about it. He actually promised between now, uh, 2022 and 2024, that he would spend a billion dollars, a billion dollars, in funding elections. Now, uh, Maxine Waters was asked if she would give back some money. So $40 million. And she said no, because both sides were doing it. Well, on the books, there was about two or $300,000 that he did give to Republicans. Mm -hmm. Now, get this. Dun, dun, dun. It gets deeper. Disgraced FTX crypto bro donated to six never Trump rhinos. So it has been revealed that Sam Bankman-Fried, founder of FTX, donated to six rhinos who voted to impeach Donald Trump. It uh, has already been widely reported that Bankman-Fried was the Democrat second largest Democrat second largest donor, just behind George Soros. Now, in a text message between uh, Caroline and um, the girlfriend, who was it? the girl, polyamorous. I think she was trying to get Elon on board. Yes, she was trying to get Elon Musk on board to FTX. Okay, and he smelled a rat. And so in order to try to get to try to get Elon on board, one of the enticing uh, things she said was, you know, he's uh, one of the large he's the second largest donor behind Bloomberg to Democrats. That must have been her line that she was giving to a lot of people. Yep. And she didn't know Elon wasn't this far left crazy person. Right. OK, so he still may be cray cray. Yeah. Not a far left. So what if you want to help get Democrats elected, then you invest in this company. Sure. It's called, it's called money laundering. Yeah. Sounds great. Okay. So it's already, um, already, okay. So just behind George Soros, but this latest rev revelation shows just how massive an influence the disgraced crypto bro may have had over politics. 
Since July, Bankman Fried has made $5,800 contributions, the maximum to individuals can give to con congressional campaigns, to the committees of Bill Cassidy, uh, Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, Ben Sass, Mitt Romney, and Richard I just Burr. have to ask, though, why are you giving these just under $6,000 donations? Like, is it really going to make a big difference? It has already been reported by the Financial Times on Tuesday that Benjamin Fry's balance sheet listed $7 million assets called Trump Lose, um, which he was betting against Trump losing in 2024. And then he was betting against Trump losing in 2024 with like a million dollars, whatever. Or, oh, no, a $7 million asset. He had a $7 million asset. He called it an asset. And it was literally called Trump Lose. Let me scroll down so they can see that. Is that on here? Oh, there it is. Right there. The disgraced FTX founder donated approximately $38 million to various Democrat campaigns and PACs from 20... See, you can donate to PACs yes. who then give more money to... So you donate... The actual you you max out your individual things and then you donate the, to, to the PACs. Um, he was known primarily for donating to left-wing causes and made the biggest contribution to the Protect Our Future Pact, a group founded in January that funded Democrat candidates in the midterms. The pact's largest donation went to a candidate who ran for Oregon's 6th Congressional District, uh, Carrick Flynn. Despite receiving $10.5 he was defeated in the Democratic primary by another person. Andrea Salinas. However, a month before the midterm elections, Flynn touted his uh, 2,900 donation to Salinas' campaign on a less than $4,500 a year salary, claiming that my money is where my mouth is when I say that I believe she will do an excellent job representing Oregon, Oregonians in Oregonians in D.C. Salinas went on to win her seat by just two percentage points. Some of the other candidates who received donations from the pact are Lucy McBeth of Georgia and a bunch of other people. Um, so the so question yeah. is, is got to be asked. I, 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 and why does it matter that Sam Bankman Freed was donating to the Democrats? Like if you are a billionaire and you've got lots of money, give it to whoever you want. Why does it matter that he was giving to the Democrat party? Because he didn't have the money. It was it was non-existent. It was a Ponzi scheme that he... This money didn't exist. Exactly. It was literally... I'm going and to now, go, so many people are hurting. Oh, it's like this. I'm going to go to 10 of my neighbors and ask for $100. And then I'm going to give their money to somebody else. But I'm not putting that money into any sort of hard asset. There's no return on investment here. I just went and, got, I went and just took your money, period. Bar none. And now it's gone. Okay, so he's um, he took FTX. your money and he gave it all away, well, and took it for himself. No, it didn't. It does. I don't know where it all went. Okay, so FTX founder Sam Bankman Fried actually took a one billion dollar loan from his head fund before declaring bankruptcy. Um, he lent out he so FTX lent out billions of dollars in customer funds to Bankman Fried's hedge fund, Patriot Gallery from the back. Well, I have a question. I thought I thought Biden gave money to Ukraine. They Ukraine invested it back into FTX yeah, so or converted all the money it. They gave to Not all of it, some of it. That's how money laundering works. Somebody's going to yeah. be skimming as it goes. Yeah. And so then FTX donates there, again. Actually, there. Right back to the Democrat Party. Yeah. So um, that's our mom, the Ukraine. Gallery, here. That's another part of this. We'll get to it in a second. Um, so. So FTX lent out billions of dollars in customer funds to Bankman Fried's hedge fund, Almeida Research, run by the uh, gerbil girl. Okay. Then Almeida gave a $1 billion loan to Bankman Fried himself. 
So Bank for Freed has a company. Yep. FTX. Okay. Yeah. So he lent out billions to this hedge fund run by his girlfriend. Okay. In his in this polyamorous ten person multi whatever home. Okay. And then his girlfriend, head of the company, lends back. A, a billion dollar loan to Bankman Freed. And so this is a money laundering thing and a $543 million loan made to FDX co-founder alone, right? Uh, this was before the company went bankrupt. So Bankman Freed is not being hit, um, let's see, not hitting the soup line anytime soon. So he has this money. And here's the thing. He has not been arrested yet at all because the people who should investigate him have to be investigated. All right. The CEO of now bankrupt FTX admitted last week that FTX was nothing more than a laundromat for the Ukrainian government. Um, let's see. Uh, shoot. Did you just lose internet? No. Um, he did admit that um, he, that Ukraine invested in FTX. And then how did they, how did Ukraine invest in FTX, Michelle? Because it got money, billions of dollars. That's what we just said. That's exactly money. what we just so that's said. How, yes. That's how this went down. That's how this is working. Um, Tucker did a really... Tucker's been doing, I have to admit, uh, a good breakdown of this. But I do have... I don't know if I have... All right. So Kevin McCarthy used FTX and Sam Franklin Freed um, to defeat conservatives in 2022, which destroyed the so-called red wave. Uh, how Kevin McCarthy's political machine worked to sway the GOP field. Allies spent millions in a sometimes secretive effort to weed out candidates who could cause the House leader trouble or jeopardize GOP victories in November. Um, uh, most of the rest of the money, $700,000, came from Ryan Salome, an executive at cryptocurrency exchange FTX, a major donor both to McCarthy's own operation and other groups backing McCarthy's favorite candidates. West Realm Shire Services, the corporate name used by FTX US, gave $750,000 to CFL in August. CLF. Uh, C CLF. Um, and I guess that that's a, a conservatives um, group. Uh, but Mark Wetgen, the head of public policy and regulatory strategy at FTX, was invited with his family to McCarthy's August donor retreat in Wyoming. Wow. And then you can see the actual... Um, thing there. So top McCarthy the political top McCarthy political and fundraising insiders, Jeff Miller and Brian O. Walsh are both closely linked to the failed red wave. Uh, Washington Post reported back in September that McCarthy's plan of defeating conservatives was going to deliver him a more functioning GOP caucus with Cawthorn, Madison Cawthorn uh, being kicked out of his seat. Mm -hmm. They ruined that young man's life absolutely because he was exposing things and you know what he did he he said he was invited to cocaine fueled orgies wow there we go with the polyamorous kind of link there too he cray, was invited cray. to go to these these and 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 that was when kevin mccarthy said no more from you shut up and he funded his primary opponent and you're not allowed life. to tell those secrets, and brought up, Madison. And, and brought up a couple videos mm -hmm. from uh, a friend of his and a staffer that act, you know, saw him acting like kind of a little bit of a, a jock and a um, a dude. And, dude, it was it was sad. They ruined his life. And his marriage was destroyed. I mean, it's pretty sad. 
McCarthy systematically targeted his opponents, like Cawthorn from North Carolina. McCarthy spent millions in his secretive effort to systematically weed out GOP candidates who could either cause him trouble uh, if he becomes House Speaker or, yes, jeopardize GOP victories. So other candidates McCarthy and his friend targeted include... Um, Joe Kent, J.R. Majewski here in Ohio, um, and uh, just American First candidates. GOP leaders um, leaders get away with what they call, quote, enforcing unity within his sometimes fractious Republican caucus. But what is that really? Many conservatives have questions about whether Kevin is creating unity or merely killing off his political opposition inside the GOP. The Freedom Caucus has asked for a set of rule changes. Those include return to regular order, reinstitute motion to vacate the chair, which allows one House member to try to remove the speaker. It has been around forever. Nancy Pelosi recently dispensed with it. An explanation of the motion to vacate the chair can be found at the bottom of page three in this House uh, Freedom GOP memo entitled Restoring the People's Voice in Congress. But McCarthy and his allies seem intent on keeping P Speaker Pelosi's House rules in place. And so as to cement their iron grip on the House GOP conference and stifle any and all dissent within the ranks, speak anonymously in order to not seem like a Democrat, one Republican said, one subset lives in reality, the other subset does not, a Republican member of the um, Congress concerned about the Freedom Caucus said. And now it turns out one of Kevin's biggest donors may end up being another Bernie Madoff Ponzi scheme. scheme. Uh, these developments come at a time when McCarthy just gave up as many as three or four dozen House seats, the entire... Uh, continent believed the party uh, he leads was going to flip red. The dark money network of PACs McCarthy used to launder donor cash, including the FTX money, includes, and this was the CLF super PAC that got the $750,000 that we were just talking about. Yeah. Um, and there's a bunch of more dark money uh, network of PACs McCarthy used to launder donor cash, and there's a couple more. Um, there's another person, uh, Angie um, G. Dickinson. Dickerson is also tied into McCarthy's political and fundraising operation, which is tied to FDX dirty Democrat money laundering operation used to defeat conservatives. Um, and then there was this Women for Women's Action Fund, which spent heavily to defeat Joe Kent. Um, this person, Angie G. Dickinson and Kevin's FTX pals and uh, Sam Bankman-Fried and Ryan Salome joined an elite circle of Democrat donating globalist financial titans in their efforts to defeat conservatives in 2022. A few of the globalist financial titans who joined um, uh, uh, Sam Bankman-Fried in donating to McCarthy to defeat conservatives include Charles Schwab, Elliott Management's Paul Singer, uh, Citadel's Kenneth uh, Griffin, all of whom are billionaire donors to the CLF Super PAC and the Women's Freedom Whatever Action Fund. So these billionaires on the left were donating to conservative super PACs that were then funding these giant multi-million dollar campaigns against American so, first so, people. So pause right there because this, this is going to get because it gets kind of long in the weeds with with all the reading and everything. I was like actually going to get to the long in the weeds part, but this yeah. is, no, we've got to get out of the weeds. No, I I mean explaining <laughs> it. I was going to actually. I, I, what I, is what we are seeing? The long and the short of it. The punchline of all of this is regardless of what you want to talk about with ballot harvesting and election R F R A U D and all of the shenanigans that went on, guess what, guys? They actually do fund these other candidates. They're fighting against us on our own, quote-unquote, team with 
players from the other team because as far as they are concerned, it's one big old okay. team and your players are not allowed to join grasp, the game. Grasp this. Grasp it. Grasp this. There it was a giant red wave. Yes, it was. Uh, over 80% of the people, even CNN polled, like 78% of the people thought that the country was going in the wrong direction. Yes. All accounts with Joe Biden, who can't even put his sentence together, true international under pressure. Okay, Kamala Harris, um, I see dead people on the moon. Okay, you know, let's get on the let's get on the bus, the golden bus, the, the yellow, yellow school, school bus. bus. Okay, um, this administration, Nancy Pelosi with her teeth, nobody likes any of these people. Okay, there was a red wave. People were like, I have voted Democrat my whole life. I am going to be voting Republican in giant numbers. Now, if you're Kevin McCarthy, mm -hmm. if you are Mitch McConnell, yeah. And you see this red wave coming. Here comes the red you wave. You know that you align with the Democrats. Yeah. And that this red wave will wipe you out yes. and expose you for so who you are. They used funds from corrupt people and people like Sam Bankman Freed. Yes. And they insured their position as House and Senate leadership. That's all that mattered. Now, they would have liked a red wave of, of their candidates. Exactly. Okay? Because then that does give them a little bit of power. But here's the thing. A McCartney and a McConnell, their life doesn't change if the Republicans are in power and the Democrats are in power. They get millions of dollars no matter what. Yeah. Okay, their life is fine. They're living in Washington, D.C. They can do the hanky-panky. They're fine. Okay, they actually prefer being in the minority because then there's not a lot of pressure on them to actually bring bills or actually do any of the work. I yeah. mean, right? I what am I going to do, right? Um, but here's the thing. If they weren't going to get a red wave of their candidates, they would rather Republicans lose they needed Republicans to lose. They were more than, I guarantee you, Mitch McConnell waking up, seeing um, that the kid in Arizona, what's his name, Blake Ma uh, Masters, didn't win. He sees the biggest high, he he um, heaved the biggest sigh of relief. Woof, bought a, uh, we bit a bullet with that one. We funded his, uh, we, we uh, uh, didn't fund his campaign. Thank you, thank you, Satan. Um <laughs> It, that that uh, he's not in because Blake Masters was not going to support McConnell. Right. Okay. Once you get in and you realize you do need. It's all about self-preservation and power. That's what Kevin McCarthy's goal is. That's what Mitch McConnell's goal is. And if and their power, they're happy as long as they are the leader in their party, even if they are the minority. So it did not matter to them. They, like Leah said, they didn't want to take the House. They didn't want to take the Senate. And what kind of leadership is that? So we go they, back to... There was a red wave. I just want you guys to know this. Yeah. There was a red wave. And, and, and if the Democrats... See, the Democrats don't care. Right. They don't care if there's a far, far, far radical AOC. They'll bring them in line. You'll bring them in. They'll fund your campaign. Come on in. Okay? The Republicans are really Democrats. Okay, and so they, they, they ha have that buffer and that pretendness. So they see all these American First people everywhere. And they recognize, oh my gosh, it's a red wave. It's a red wave. These people, these American First people that I'm going to get out of power. They, they're actually winning. They're going to win these races. It's we have to stop the populace. We have to stop the American First. We have to stop the people from actually 
voting in people that will represent them. We have to stop that. They, the, the McCarthy, McCarthy realized that he, he twists and he manipulates and he's got Marjorie Taylor Greene and he's got a Mike Cernovich saying, oh my gosh, we're just going to get a moderate Democrat in if we don't, if we don't vote in McCarthy. Everybody, everybody vote in McCarthy. Everybody, 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 everybody vote in McCarthy. What is this nonsense? Somebody with a backbone, Matt Gates. I'm not going to do it. You're not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, what is it like when, like you're, um, in prison and you, um, you, mean you start prisoner. to, you start to go against your fellow prisoners, like, um, in a concentration camp where they'll pull you to the front and they'll give you extra rations mm -hmm. if you, um, go against your fellow prisoners. I don't know what that's called. Turncoat. A turncoat. Yeah, I guess so. So it's so much deeper than even what you've just described. And I think it has to do with the fact that that being in Congress or the Senate is an elitist club. And a lot of really dirty things go on in there. But they can't and let you in. They can't let, they can't let all of these people in there because they will expose like what's happening. Like Cawthorn coming out and saying, listen, I was invited to these you know, yeah, drug, drug orgies, right? Yeah. And so they go, they look at this little kid in a wheelchair and they silenced him because they could. And that's what they did. They, they play so dirty. You think the Clintons are the only one with the body count? Exactly. All right. Uh, Kathy Barnett, who should have been the pick in Pennsylvania, even if she would, even if the decks were, um, the, the, the deck was stacked against Sir Mitch McConnell runs the Senate. Kevin McCarthy runs the House. Yesterday, Senate Republicans voted to codify same-sex marriage. Borders are still open. We still have red flag laws. 87,000 IRS agents, Green New Deal and ESG. What exactly has changed with Republicans in charge? No, because they're not Republicans. Well said, Kathy Barnett. All right. So if you want to play this clip right next to that one, Matt Gates explains that they will be stopping McCarthy. We, we have to go through the stages of grief here a little bit, Charlie. For right now, there are a lot of the establishment Republicans in denial, believing that Kevin McCarthy can somehow still become speaker. What I'm here to tell you is there are definitely at least five people, actually a lot more than that, who would rather be waterboarded by Liz Cheney than vote for Kevin McCarthy for Speaker of the House. And I'm one of them. Uh, and so then you can kind of dispense with that. I think there's a real desire to have fresh faces, new leadership, new ideas, and to turn a new page so that we can get to the important work that we promised the American people we could get to. That will be limited because we won't hold the Senate, we won't hold the White House, uh, but we still have to lay out a competing vision and we have to get ready to fix the flaws of this last election cycle and get into 2024 ready to do battle. We, we have to- Well said. All right, so if you actually skip the next uh, tweet and go to this one, this is when, um, this is a journalist, um, talking to, um, I guess, somebody who runs Holland Cedar Capital Management. I'm not exactly sure who this guy is, but listen to him talk about FTX. That, that all of us are worried about. You know, on the balance sheet of FTX is a line called Trump Lose. And Sam was the second biggest donor to Democratic candidates. I'm going to leave it to everybody else to draw their own conclusions about what you're saying here. Right. Those are those are really, really ugly facts when you see a fraud of this magnitude having played out and you find no regulators were there to prevent it. 
that's a really, really tough story. We could talk for quite a while about FTX. Sadly, we don't have it. So I have to finish with own that. that all <laughs> yeah, I don't want to cover that. I don't think that they, they expected that guy to go there. Next, we have to close it out because uh, here we have uh, Sam Bankman-Fried contributed nearly $40 million in the midterms. Two others from FTX gave nearly $30 million. Sure. So this wasn't just a $40 million deal, okay? Mm -hmm. So other people who Hang are on, wait, 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 wait. His mama is in on this, which is no surprise, by the way, because his parents got him this. into all of this. I don't. I didn't know that his mom was giving... Uh, his, donating his, to the Democrats. Yeah, we did. We covered this. It's okay. I slept through that. That's okay. His it, mom. Absolutely. I know his parents got him into all of this. I understand that that respect. I just didn't know that they had actually. His mom given... is a Democrat yes. fundraiser. No, I know. That's, but all, I, that's what she does. You're covering something that we clearly have not talked about before. I did and, not know this story. And um, I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna get this a little bit weird. So the regulator of the SEC went to MIT with gerbil girl's dad. We're going to get taken off Facebook just for calling her a gerbil girl, aren't we? Oh, yeah. but gerbils are cute. They are really cute. Right? Yeah. Uh, his, she has that cute face yeah, to her. His mother threw, uh, we call Mitch McConnell a turtle. Right. All right. So his mother th threw the secretive mind the gap, uh, funneled another 140 million. That is over 200 million in political contributions before the scheme collapsed after election day shucker wow that is incredible that's absolutely incredible it's pretty incredible all right you can play jesse waters right next to that if you want okay itself in the middle of the biggest financial fraud case in u.s history a cryptocurrency company you know like the bitcoin things just lost two billion dollars of its customers money they didn't just lose it in the market it's just gone someone stole it and the company called ftx just went bankrupt after they blew up 32 billion dollars the crypto market in chaos after the collapse of the ftx exchange with a new set of questions on where billions and billions of dollars went. A criminal investigation of its founder, Sam Bankman-Fried, has been opened in the Bahamas. This is being called the worst disaster in the history of crypto. This is bigger than Bernie Madoff, but unlike Bernie Madoff, who was getting rich off a Ponzi scheme, the Democratic Party was getting rich off of FTX. Now, FTX came onto the scene in 2019, and it spent $10 million to put Joe Biden in the White House in 2020. And the guy running FTX, the second biggest Democrat donor in the midterms, after Soros, of course, spent $40 million to get Democrats elected. Wonder why someone like John Fetterman was able to raise as much as four times as much cash as Oz? Well, you can thank Sam Bankman-Fried, who ran this crypto scheme out of a penthouse in the Bahamas. Hi, my name is Sam, and this is my story. Sam has crazy hair. Sam is vegan. Sam sleeps five hours a night. Sam lives in the Bahamas with 10 roommates. Sam is 29 years old. What they didn't cover there with the 10 roommates is that we now found that that's, that was their polyamorous penthouse of um, craziness. craziness. Only, but Sam has $22 billion and he wants to donate all of it 
to charity. And the charity was the Democratic Party. Look at Sam right there behind George Soros. Soros paid for a crime wave and Sam may have committed a crime to stop a red wave. The guy was throwing so much money around, it got the owner a seat right next to Clinton. And he got an invite to Bill's after party with celebrities like Katy Perry, of course. You know, Clinton's really got an eye for mega donors. First Epstein, Sam Bankman-Fried, who they call SPF. If you spend enough money on Democrats, they don't care how you got the money as long as it gets to them. All the celebrities were jumping in, too. Larry David was doing commercials for the guy. Tom Brady and Giselle were ambassadors. The John Fetterman of cryptocurrency, SPF, was just at the White House, actually. He got two closed doors meetings with Biden's senior advisor in the spring. Right around the time Biden was shipping billions to Ukraine. The funny thing is, Ukraine was an investor in FTX. <laughs> you may be asking, why is a country in the middle of a war investing in crypto? Shouldn't they be buying weapons or, I mean, if they have to invest in anything, doesn't crypto sound a little risky for Zelensky? You wouldn't want an investment with a solid rate of return and years of stable growth? No, Zelensky thought he'd give it to a guy living in a tax haven, fresh out of college with funny hair. Well, when Democrats are sending you billions of dollars of weaponry, the least you could do is reward their favorite mega donor. And what did FTX do with the money Ukraine invested? Well, they plowed it right back into the Democratic Party. Democrats send money to Ukraine. Ukraine sends money to FTX and FTX sends money to the Democrats campaigns. Now, I don't know if this is war profiteering or money laundering. I don't even know, but it needs to be investigated. And we don't really know who's getting what because SPF, the crypto kid, who looks like a mini Madoff, likes his money in the dark. So in the end, I want to do what's right for the country. You think every money you spend in politics should be disclosed publicly? Are you comfortable with that? If there was a norm where every dollar that ever in donated mm -hmm. in politics was to be disclosed publicly, um, I would have a, a lot of sympathy for that. I think I might support it. I haven't thought carefully about it enough to know. But well, it I sounds so. like what you're saying is maybe there's some donations that you have made that you wouldn't make if you knew they were going to be immediately public. So I think I don't I don't generally think about it that way. <laughs> I mean, look, can you believe Chuck Todd? I mean, first they fall for Avenatti and then they fall for this guy. I mean, was it even his money to begin with? It looks like it was investor money he was spending on Democrats. The Wall Street Journal reports FTX was cracking into customers' accounts and using their funds for other stuff. And then when customers wanted to withdraw their money, a lot of it was gone. The Justice Department and the SEC have launched an investigation because this looks like the mega donor also lied to Congress. We have a transparent system um, where all of our data is, all of our public market data um, is openly available and free where risk parameters are transparent. Oh, so transparent. Did he think he was too big to fail because he had regulators in his pocket? Probably. Uh, no. I mean, you're bulletproof when you can buy politicians. Do you feel like- And this guy was planning on- ahead, pause. I really feel like, honestly, it, it seems like he is just a pawn of his parents. Yeah. It does definitely seem that way. Because his parents can't be the cool crypto people and they needed money. And so they, they probably hatched a plan 
and he that's why he's shaking and that's why he I think that so so what, what Leah is talking about here is you know because you might ask yourself well how can someone by design like it, it seems like FTX just took off and how could somebody plan that no 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 that's what you need to understand about all this crypto how garbage. did he get into his parents were huge Democrats and rubbed shoulders with all of the top people. This was a plan hatched from the beginning, I believe was hatched in 2019 to then affect- They had a plan, they had plans for the 2020 election. This, the 2022 election. And the 2020 election, too, they get 10 million to Joe Biden. I'm How telling much? you that this was by design from the very beginning. There is no coincidence that this thing collapses uh, the day after the midterms. That's true. That's true. But I think that the way this kid acts in public. Yeah. Allegedly. 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 You're, you're alleging. It comes down to Defense Department and their quantum. Patriot Gallery. She's helping you. Thanks, mom. Journalist. Thank you, mom. Okay. The, nobody watches our show because they call us journalists. This is a commentary show where we make our, it's an opinion piece. Well, this is my opinion. You're still on Facebook. It's my opinion. But you're on Facebook. Okay. If here's the deal, I'm pretty sure that our viewers already know it's, it's an opinion thing. And if Facebook comes back and wants to fact check me on this, they're going to get me on a hundred other videos. Well, we try to be careful. We do try to be careful. It makes me feel better to be fully transparent on, uh, without being on Facebook. A couple more things for Facebook and then we'll end a little bit, uh, a few other things not on Facebook. Um, in the Ron DeSantis Trump uh, orbit, just know that 60% of Ron DeSantis donations have come from donations of $50,000 or more. 54% of Donald Trump's donations have come from donations of less than $200. So 65% for Ron DeSantis are over 50,000. That's huge. Okay. Um, and over half of Donald Trump's are under 200. Meaning the everyday person. Yeah. DeSantis is actually backed by billionaires and the establishment. Some of them is uh, Ken Griffin is Ron DeSantis' big, biggest donor. He donated $5 million to DeSantis. He is the founder of Citadel Capital. Yes, that Citadel multi-billion dollar Wall Street firm that was the main target of the GameStop short squeeze. Griffin is not a fan of DeSantis' war on masks. Quote from Griffin regarding masks, I have been frustrated with his position on masks because it has overshadowed his messaging on vaccinations. Um, Ken Griffin also stated in 2017 that he was terrified about the political hardline against immigrants in the U.S. He also disagreed with DeSantis to move to fly 50 Venezuelan migrants to Texas, from Texas to Martha's Vineyard. Now what about Citadel? Again, they were the main target in the GameStop short squeeze. They shorted the stock to the point where they hoped the company would actually go out of business. Citadel also sold a stake to two Silicon Valley investors. Uh, Sequoia Capital was one of those investors. A partner for Sequoia Capital, Roloff Botha, is also the CFO of PayPal. That's right, the PayPal company that is fining users $2,500 for misinformation. Lastly, Griffin did not appreciate Governor DeSantis going after Disney's tax status. Then there's David McNeil, the founder of WeatherTech, did not support Trump in 2020 due to his stance on DACA. Um, so these are all, and I don't have this up, and we're having some CPU issues, so I'm not going to bring it up, but these are all of the 
donors that have been given big money, $10 million so, to DeSantis. Yes, Robert Bigelow donated $10 million to DeSantis, the founder of Budget Suites of America. I might have stated one. Uh, is an alien and UFO nut. He believes aliens will attempt to take over Earth soon. Pro really? Project Blue Beam, anyone? Then there is Paul Tudor Jones, gave a million dollars to DeSantis. He offered support to his friends Harvey Weinstein following revelations of sexual misconduct. He also hosted a fundraiser for Barack Obama in 2008. Um, and so uh, in this, DeSantis is a great governor, but he is beholden by millions of dollars to billionaires who do not hold to our America First views. A couple interesting things. Um, if this might be some good news. Julie Kelly tweets out, uh, the Judiciary GOP is demanding testimony from the D.C. USA Matt Graves, but also Mark Tolton, the U.S. Attorney Western District for, uh, U.S. Attorney for the Western District of Michigan. That's the office responsible for prosecuting the winner fed fed napping victims. So um, he, they are going to go after the Western District of Michigan, and hopefully maybe get some answers on the the Whitmer kidnapping case. Nice. Um, there are some, I believe, good Republicans. New York Republican Lee Zed, uh, Zeldin, he, he came pretty close um, in New York uh, to winning a governor race. Now he's actually running to replace uh, um, Roma Daniel, McDaniel, McDaniel as RNC chair. Nice. He helped bring in uh, a couple of America First candidates in uh, New York. Um, so that was good, I think. I don't know. Um, there was a, there's an Oath Keepers trial this, this week, and I'm not going to talk about that on Facebook. 88% of Texas Republican primary voters actually support school choice, so this was good. I want you to show them this if you can. I know we're having some people do you, but I want you, people to see that uh, Proposition 9 in Texas, parents ha and guardians should have the right to select schools, whether public or private, for their children, and the funding should follow the student. 1.5 million votes... Uh, yes, only two hundred thousand. No, and um, so you're this this passes, I guess, and that's actually pretty exciting to see that um, you know two thirds of Texans support school choice, and I'm happy that that gives us one step away from the government control. So just look at those numbers. Look how how united Texas is on that. Yeah, that's huge. Speaking of Texas, if you go one tweet over skip one and then go to the next one uh this is a to the uh, left or the right to the left um texas governor abbott drops off another 50 migrants in front of kamala harris's house at the naval observatory in dc you're kidding okay and i'll try to log back into i don't know why i logged out of rumble here all right so i wanted to share with you guys just a couple things um on um the election going on in arizona but this Joe Biden says that if you are concerned with your heating bills, just buy solar panels. For new doors, 2,000 to install a heat pump, 600 to replace electric panels. These are what, the, here's what this means. If you're living in a home with a drafty windows and doors starting January 1, you'll be able to save up to $1,100 in the cost of replacing them. And that's just on the upgrade. You're also going to save a lot of money going forward because your utility bills are be lower. And that's good for your wallet, but it's also good for the environment because you're using less energy. And that's not all. If you want to install solar panels on the roof, you can get a tax credit for 30% of the cost. It'll bring down the cost of installation by about $7,500.
And when you get to keep savings money on your electric bills for the remainder. He can't even read this. He can't read it. But basically, they're telling you that if you're cold, go buy solar panels, which is absolutely stupid. Oh, go buy a heat pump. You'll save $2,000. Yeah, well, they're like $10,000. All right. So uh, back to Arizona real quick. Um, I wanted to play just a couple more videos on the voter fraud. Uh, a woman testifies to Maricopa County Board of Supervisors yesterday about how 200 extra ballots unexplainably ended up in circulation. Why were door number three boxes not inspected? For both the primaries, uh, primaries and the midterms. Um, and I wanted to relay my observations with no uh, commentary or accusation. Um, uh, the door number three debacle, uh, when I checked in, I was the afternoon and evening and closing uh, poll watcher. Um, I did confirm that our uh, tabulators were cleared. Uh, they were all zeros. But I also did confirm that there was no instruction for inspecting to ensure the uh, door three or the slot three was empty. So no one, in, in not a poll worker, not a poll watcher, uh, inspected to make sure it was empty. And the reason that's a point is at the end of the day, we were asked to report the number of voters checked in, the number of ballots that we're transporting, and of those number of ballots, how many were door number three. We had 1,218 ballots. We had only 1,018 voters that checked in. So, and we had of those 1,218 ballots, 406 were door number three. Our rejection rate, um, which I confirmed with my Democrat poll watcher counterpart, I thought it was maybe 75% at least. He said, oh no, it's at least 90% rejection rate. The 17,000 number that has been uh, publicized as door number three ballots is far understated. We were there, we were there. Um, the discrepancy and the number of physical ballots that I had uh, they came from somewhere. We had physically had them. They were not voters that walked in and checked in. We had 200 more ballots than voters that checked in. And I, I just want that to be on the record. Thank you. Um, I was oh, poll yeah, like they care. 90% uh, rejection rate, extra ballots mixed in. Where about, where's number three? It's just a mess. Here's another guy. My name is Lawrence Santangelo, and I'm explaining my horrible experience at the Anthem polling office. We took about an hour and a half to get in, first of all. An hour and a half. And as we were on the line, there was this woman who was coming down the line who already voted, and she was explaining to us that they're playing games inside, claiming the printers don't work, tabulators aren't working, and they want you to put your vote in box three. And uh, okay, and, but she was being followed by a Board of Elections representative yelling also, don't believe this woman, don't believe this woman. Pay no attention to her. So that raised suspicion right there. So we get inside, go through the normal check-in procedure, wait uh, on a very, very long line inside, put my ballot in, it did not take. I reversed it, did not take. Flipped it over, did not take. Reversed it, did not take. So they said, oh, we could put it in box three and it'll be tabulated downtown. I go, no, we're not. We're not doing that because my vote will probably go in the garbage. So I filled out a new ballot, 
waited online again. It went through. Frustrating as hell. It was not a good experience at all. And uh, let's see what else I could add to this. They blamed the printer. They did blame the printer, but it was probably planned. Just to frustrate you to leave. That's what I feel. All right. Thank you very much. Wow. Wow. Just to frustrate you to leave. Just to frustrate you to leave. Um, so they just didn't want voters. Yeah. Video yeah. Yeah. They didn't want voters. Did you want All to right. Yeah, I break? do. So towards the end, this video has gotten millions of views. And I just wanted to bring you, kind of leave you with a happy video. So this um, ape, I guess, um, its baby uh, had to go to um, the, like the NICU, okay, the infant uh, uh, place in the zoo and uh, was like on like kind of like machines and life support. And so watch the, the mom see the baby for the first time. Good job, Mahali. What a good girl. Stop it. I could watch that all day stinking long. Let's let's end on that because I had another video of a heartbreaking testimony from a mother explaining how teachers called her daughter a new name without her knowledge or consent and encouraged her daughter to go down a path that led to removal of her daughter's breast and cross sex hormone therapy. Wow. That's really sad. Okay, so I'm going to be honest. I'm just terrified to even try to go back to my streaming software to touch it. Like, why? Do you have anything else that you want to say? No, no, we can. I'm going to try. I'm going to attempt to go over we're gonna here. Be okay, done. I touched we're it. We're going to be done. All right, I think we're okay. Man, I don't know what's been going on with that lately. Like, just, it should not be that temperamental. Okay, guys, here's the deal it's Friday. Every Sunday, we go live with world news. You got cards. I don't know where they are. You cleaned everything up. So we'll have to do the cards on oh, Sunday. Okay. We will do the cards on Sunday. Um, I got some belated birthday cards. You guys are awesome. You've made my day. Um, I know we didn't get a chance to re to read a lot of comments today. Um, it was more mostly giving a lot of news, and then we were having issues with going back from different screens, and I apologize. Patriot Gallery in the chat says, Leah received a phone call yesterday with a person on the other end making the sound of a ghost. That was interesting. Yeah. And then they hung up. That was fascinating. I wonder who that was. Um, but I want to encourage you to go back and watch videos that we did this week if you have not already. We interviewed Pastor uh, Sharam Hadian. He's a former Muslim turned pastor. Our interview with him was absolutely phenomenal. Just amazing. Mm. We were also on with Mike Adams this week and we have uploaded that interview on resistancechicks.com with the health ranger report that was really really a fun interview if yeah. you want to laugh you want to have a good time go to resistancechicks.com and watch that lee and i have done a couple of car rides this week and then we also did a reaction video to trump's speech yeah we finally have we finally went viral again it was hard it was like 
Oh my gosh, really? And then Facebook is on Facebook, so you guys can find it's up everywhere else too, it's right? It's up everywhere. It's up everywhere. Um, yeah. But it was our reaction to Trump's speech, and it resonated with people. It's had lots and lots of shares, almost eighty-five thousand views. You guys, finally, it's been a long time since Facebook has <gasps> let any one of our videos <gasps> get views. So that's it's. Finally. So we have a lot of new followers on Facebook. Welcome. We're so glad that you're here. But you're not here right now because we're not live on Facebook. But if you watch this back on other platforms, we're really glad that new people have joined the Resistance Chicks family. It's so hard when you're censored and you know that people want to hear you. You're here. You're listening to us. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for being here. On Rumble. And then later on, you're going to find us on BitChute, Josh Who, Clout Hub, Mines, Frank Speech, Frank Speech, Huge Tube. Patriot Gallery uploads us to all sorts of platforms. And I want to thank her for doing that, too. She's got a new laptop. Please Thanks to you go guys. like us uh, and find us, especially the, the 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 new cool kid place to be is Rumble. So go find us on Rumble and subscribe there. Because and other social media platforms, uh, Telegram, Getter, Truth. We're, we are we are everywhere where you want us to be, I think. And Frank, if there's a platform that we're not on Frank and you social. want us to get there, let me know and we'll try to make it there. Speaking of Frank Social... It's time. It's time to get your Christmas presents. It is. So get, go get the towels, get the sheets. And I'm telling you, if you love people in your family for 50 bucks, $49.99, just get the slippers. They're ridiculously They will on sale. love you for them. They're true to size. Everybody will walk around their house and be like, oh my gosh, how did I live without these I slippers? got a comment the other day and I wish I had it pulled up right now or an email from one of our viewers. So I've had several actually. for the product reviews. Who was that? It said, I now have the sheets and the towels and the slippers. And you're right. They are top quality and products. They, so you want to go to mypillow.com forward slash RC. Use promo code RC. You can go to mystore.com and use promo code RC. You can get the coffee and all the Patriot products that are there. Support Mike Lindell. Use our promo code to get the deals. You'll be funding the resistance oh, he also to tyranny got the, and getting amazing Christmas products. He also got the product, the roll-on product for his... Yeah, his I was going to get to that next. I wanted to do one, one thing at a time. So first of all, mypillow.com forward slash RC. You will not be sorry. I think that the sheets are still on sale. Every night I crawl into bed with the flannel sheets that I love. I don't know that the flannel sheets are on sale right now though. I know the Giza dream sheets are, which Leah loves, uh, but the pillow I use every single night. I've got the mattress topper, which I could not sleep without. You can without. wash the pillow. What kind of pillow? You can't wash a pillow. You can wash these pillows and I put know. them in the dryer. No right? other pillow can, can do that. So Mike Lindell, especially this past week, it's it's been shown that what he is doing at Lindell TV, frankspeech.com, franksocial.com, my pillow, my 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 store, this is a movement for our republic. Yeah. And when you're funding Mike Lindell, you are funding making America great, making our elections great. And I just want to encourage you guys to do that. So also the other, per the person that, who was that? I can't remember your name and I'm so sorry. With the product reviews. Say thank you for the product reviews. Organic body essentials. I'm going to see if I can pull this up. It was a card. Was it a card and I need to read it? Yeah. Is that what it was? It was a card and then they sent a donation. I have been using this flawless face serum. I kid you not on my crow's feet. Yes, I had them. I don't now. And a couple of spots that have literally fallen off of my face. I don't even know what they were. This It's face. organic. It's got frankincense and myrrh. There's a whole host of other things. But what, what that viewer was talking about was the 
roll on. Spo- it's I want to call it a sports rub, but it's organic. It's amazing, by the way. In addition to the CBD tincture, which is I think it's called Elite Elixir. It's kind of expensive, but totally worth it. I used it at per her suggestion. The quarter of a dropper, then half, then then three quarters, then whole. Did that for a couple of weeks, and now I only need to use it as needed for my hip, which is absolutely amazing. Whenever it starts to hurt a little bit, I just go and I use about you know seven seventy five percent of the little dropper, and I'm boom, I'm good to go for three Maybe more days. Maybe for your it's you awesome. know, elderly parents, you can use it topically, or you something. can use it internally. It's worth a try. I tell you guys, I am totally impressed with these products. At Organic Body Essentials. So you go there, use promo code RC, organicbodyessentials.com. Christmas is coming up. These are amazing gifts. And I want you to be encouraged that not just this guy, but countless other people have sent me emails because I've asked you to do this. If you ordered from Organic Body Essentials while watching our show and you are as impressed with the products as we are, let me know. And I have received countless emails from people that are saying, I got it. I love it. Thank you for letting me know. So I want to encourage you guys to do that. So guys, remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory if it's the truth. Where are you going to be coming up this week? Sunday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You're going to be with us live. We're going to cover Brazil. Hey, guys, Brazil is like doing it. They're fixing it. It's going to be awesome. It is going to be awesome. And, 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 And Bolsonaro is doing what we had hoped that he Trump would do like legit challenging his election and it's yeah. going to go through this, their, their Supreme Court that's going to go to a military court. going to be awesome. Okay. So we're going to cover that on Sunday, Monday night, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. Special, special with our historians, Le- uh, historians, Leo and Nancy Martin, a couple of our main speakers from our event in Plymouth, the covenant restoring the ancient paths. We're going to have Dr. John Diamond. We're going to have uh, Robert and Jamie Agee from Banners for Freedom. We're going to have Pastor Devin O'Neill. I'm still working on a couple of the other speakers. I haven't heard back from them yet, but it's going to be a phenomenal Thanksgiving celebration with resistance chicks Monday night, Not politically 7 correct. We're PM. celebrating those pal- Yes, we are. It's going to be awesome. Okay, you guys, we love you. God loves you. God bless. And what I'm going to do um, right now, so don't go anywhere. I hope you haven't gone anywhere. We lost five people on Rumble already. <laughs> I was watching the numbers. Stop it. Okay, I hope you have not gone anywhere because what I'm going to do is normally I take our Brideon segment and put it first because I like to go in chronological order. But because there were some malfunctions on that, apparently the devil did not want tonight's show, right? Because there were some malfunctions on malfunctions oh, on that gonna i'm going to put it on half. the second half so if you go looking for the bridey on show and you watch the full show that i upload later come and fast forward if you to the are end of watching show. this back you do want to stay don't go anywhere because you get to the end and you get to see the nancy pelosi flubs which literally had me laughing out loud and again and again I and couldn't again believe it open bite it <laughs> okay stick around for that okay we love you guys god loves you god bless we will see you sunday 1 30 you don't want to miss it So apparently that Josh Hawley clip is too hot to handle, right? So yes. important. You can't touch anything having to do with the FBI, the CIA, or the three-letter agencies, or they will try to shut you down. They well, guess will what? shut you down. Compe- uh, speaking of being shut down, 
Um, we yeah. will play that clip on our second half on resistancechicks.com. We always do. Yeah. You guys know our seven o'clock show. You can tune into that this weekend, whatever you want to do. Um, we'll play that clip there. So yeah, let's All right, skip so, ahead to Arizona. Yeah, speaking of being shut down. So in Arizona, the machines uh, right there in the beginning of the day, uh, they were shut down. People could not vote. Long lines. And we... Uh, the numbers show that if everybody had been allowed to vote, Carrie Lake would escape. It would it would have slid right into the win. And I want to play this clip of her telling you that she's not backing down. Hey, Arizona, Carrie Lake here. I wanted to reach out to you to let you know that I am still in this fight with you. For two years, I've been sounding the alarm about our broken election system here in Arizona, and this past week has confirmed everything we've been saying. When we called for Katie Hobbs to recuse herself over a year ago, they ridiculed us. It turns out we were right. The fox was guarding the hen house, and because of that, voters have been disenfranchised. When we raised concerns and I filed a lawsuit months ago to get rid of the electronic voting machines, they said we were crazy. Well, it turns out we were right. On election day, nearly half of all polling locations had problems with tabulating machines and printers. Malfunctioning tabulation machines force voters to wait in line for hours to exercise their sacred right to vote. I talked to voters who waited in line for hours. One man told me he went to a location and there was a three-hour line because the tabulators weren't working. He drove 15 miles to another location and the printers weren't working. He drove another 15 miles and was finally able to cast his vote, but he's not sure it counted. Our election officials failed us miserably. What happened to Arizonans on election day is unforgivable. Tens of thousands of Maricopa County voters were disenfranchised. Now I am busy here collecting evidence and data. Rest assured, I have assembled the best and brightest legal team, and we are exploring every avenue to correct the many wrongs that have been done this past week. I'm doing everything in my power to right these wrongs. My resolve to fight for you is higher than ever. This movement, started in Arizona and it quickly expanded to all 50 states. It's a movement of mama bears and papa bears and students and Arizonans who love this country, who want secure borders, who want schools that prepare their children for the real opportunities that are out there. It's a movement of Arizonans who want safe streets once again and want the drug crisis to come to an end. It's a movement of Arizonans who want prosperity and the pursuit of happiness. That movement is stronger than it ever has been. And I can promise you one thing. This fight to save our republic has just begun. I love you, Arizona, and I love you, America. I love how she addressed America at the end because yeah. it's really interesting how so many of us, and I will include myself in this, have hinged a, a, a love and a camaraderie and a hope on Curry Lake, you know, because she doesn't just represent yeah. Arizona. She has taken on a fight against this, this tyranny, this treasonous cabal, and she's standing for all of us, not just Arizonans. Yeah, so uh, Richard Barris, or, uh, I've been following um, the People's Pundit on Twitter. He's really good at, pr at, at predicting where elections are going to fall. 
And, and he said, everyone who pulled the race saw Lake leading, everyone. There really is no doubt in my mind that the tabulator issues cost her Maricopa. Uh, they were down for 47 to 49 minutes. That's all the time in those uh, areas she needed to overcome Hobbs and Maricopa at these margins. It was real voter suppression. And I hear a lot of people saying that it was Donald Trump's candidates that didn't win uh, in the general, that they won in the primaries, um, but they couldn't win in a general. You know what happened? The um, mainstream uh, Republicans, the, the moderate Republicans, actually helped to fund opponents, um, went against primary voters. And so when you have the GOP working against other Republicans, yeah, so here's the thing. They know that we are not the GOP. Mm -hmm. They know that we are not Republicans. And so McCarthy and McConnell don't want people like us who represent us to win elections. They would rather the Democrat win than an America first candidate. Yeah. That's straight up. That is Mitch McConnell. Right. That's Kevin McCarthy. Exactly. Speaking of Kevin McCarthy, uh, Mitch McConnell was voted in uh, this time as Senate Majority Leader. He actually did have 10 votes against him. So he's got some, some, uh, maybe we have, do we have a couple good senators there with that? I don't know. Marco Rubio and Josh Hawley were leading the fight there. But alas, Mitch McConnell said no in his turtle man face. You will have to live with me. You're going to have to live with me. Uh, the same thing with McCarthy. McCarthy raised uh, $500 million uh, for house races this year. And he's the kingmaker. And he actually funded, remember uh, remember um, Cawthorn, the guy in the mm -hmm. wheelchair? He funded and primaried his opponent, tried to bring out all kinds of horrible things against him and uh, bring up stuff from when he was a teenager. And because he was giving trouble, he was America first. Right. Okay. And there were a lot of, like Joe Kent almost, almost won his race and would have run his race if the GOP had actually tried to get behind him. So here's the thing. The House would rather... And Kevin McCarthy would rather lose a seat, a Republican seat, than ha and have a Democrat in that seat because the Democrats are the Democrats. His real opponent are America First candidates. Absolutely. And in his um, own party. I, I, I see people all the time saying, oh, we have to deal with Kevin McCarthy and, and you just have to go with him. We just He is a power broker. We don't give in to bullies and we do not negotiate with terrorists. So let's be clear about something. Nancy Pelosi may be gone, but don't you think for a second that Kevin McCarthy is going to put forward or allow anything America first to go before the House? No, what they're going to do is they're going to do these sham uh, Hunter Biden investigations mm -hmm. to keep us to titillate our ears. Yeah, but they're not going to bring Joe Biden up. Right. OK, this is all to, to kind of feed. You have to feed us a little bit of something. Right. Um, but they're not going to go after the real issues. And I want to encourage you guys that we are a separate party. Yeah. Okay. We are taking over the Republican Party and they are not happy with it. This is the party of Abraham Lincoln. It's the party that freed the slaves and we are reclaiming it. Yes. Okay? They have stolen it. Uh, if anything, you know, remember how they said there was a great switch? Mm -hmm. And you were taught that in school, yeah. which is why you Where shouldn't the, send When the kids, parties flipped. You shouldn't send your kids to public school, okay? I was taught that the parties flipped because now Republicans were the parties of slavery somehow, okay? So stupid. But there was a flip to where Republicans and Democrats became one party. And we woke up 
and America First people started to run in 2016. And they ran in 2018 and they ran in 2020 and they ran in 2022 and they're going to run again in 2024. And we have to get behind them. We have to encourage them. We have to fund them and we have to help uh, clean up these elections. We have to clean up the elections and we have to cover these people in prayer. I did a video this week. We've done a couple of videos this week that talk about our role is to take this back spiritually. So another way that you can help fund the fight of the Republic is to support the Brighty on store. So I want to encourage you guys to go to the brighteonstore.com, use promo code chicks. You will save 5% on your order. You can also use the affiliate link that we have on our website and on different places. Listen, guys, I, I, every time I come on, my favorite thing to show you is the Hawaiian astaxanthin that I use every single day. It is great for your immune system. It's great for your skin. It's the king of carotenoids. It's a great antioxidant, but there are a whole host of other things at the Brighteon store that will literally help carry you through the times that are to come. Yeah. We have hard times that are coming. And I know that the Ranger buckets are probably sold out. No, it looks like they might still be there actually. The nascent iodine, vitamin C, Go there for all of your supplement products for sure. But guess what? There's a lot more in the Brighteon store than you can possibly imagine. I remember listening to an episode with Mike and he was like, there's stuff on there that I didn't even know, like tent like gear, right? So literally go there, have some fun, dig deep, use promo code CHICKS, and we will see you guys right after these messages. We've got a lot more coming your way. No, the point is we come at six o'clock this morning and my wife stayed, my son stayed, he was late to work. Um, I had to go teach, so I went to school. She was here till 8.30 to get her vote cast. I come back after school, it's too busy. I take my granddaughters home. I come back and now they're telling us that won't print and we have to go other places. Right now, yeah. There's gotta be a, at least 100 people in line, at least. And, and they're telling I'm, you to go somewhere else. Correct. And where do you think is gonna vote here in Mesa? Exactly. What do you think? Yeah. Terrible. Wow. Thank you for sharing, sir. You know, the shenanigans, it's such a light term, shenanigans. It's, it's actually a censorship term that we're using because we can't say election fraud on other programs. But the out and out fraud that happened, especially in Arizona, I mean, literally, they are, they're literally trying to tell us nothing happened, nothing to see here while they're pulling an election out from underneath of us. Spiritually, I truly believe if we stand in the gap get in prayer and start saying to this mountain, be removed and cast in the sea. We need to be covering, covering Kari Lake in prayer right now as they take the legal uh, steps that they need to take yeah. to try and fix this. Yeah, I think it can be fixed. I think I think we can see, I think we could see something turn around here because it's so blatant. And this is why Katie Hobbs didn't need to debate you feel Kari like Lake, she knew she'd already won. Same thing with Fetterman in Pennsylvania. They they were in on it from the beginning. Like Carrie Lake just said, the fox was truly guarding the hen house. Yep. And it was, it's right there. It's right in your face. And you're just sitting here going like, wait a minute. So I think that what's going to happen, I'm, this is what I'm praying for anyway. It's not a prophetic pr prediction. If I have one of those, I'll tell you. I think that uh, that Kari Lake is going to maybe just skate by by exposing this because they almost it's so bad that it's like they would need to hold a whole nother election. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's how bad Arizona was. Yeah. No, you just redo right. it. Hold another election. You know what, guys, that was a trial run. We're going to try again one yeah. more time. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. that's what I think needs to happen. And then if Kari Lake 
manages to pull that off and the people of Arizona and the body of Christ, because it would be a straight up miracle if it happened, the dominoes will start to fall I do in every other state. What, what if this happens so that... Yeah. For, for the past two years, Mike Lindell has been saying that 2020 had to happen. Mm. And so if yeah. 2020 had to happen, then maybe Arizona 2022 had to happen. Yeah. Uh, what didn't have to happen, I believe, uh, what kind of passed under the radar this radar this week is um, Senate, the Senate passed a um, gay marriage, a same-sex marriage bill. It's certainly going to pass. Uh, I, I don't know if it's passed the House or not, uh, but it will be signed by Joe Biden. Um, and I have an article here by Robert uh, or Roger Servino. It says, how did Senate liberals convince 12 Republicans to break ranks and endorse a same-sex marriage bill that puts a giant target on people of faith? It took some help from some people and organizations of faith, such as the National Association of Evangelicals and actually the Mormons. So Mitt Romney and the Mormons. Now, here's the thing. It's not the Mormons in, in general. Right. OK. It was the leaders of the uh, LDS, which gave uh, defecting senators enough political cover to vote against the interests of the people who put them in office. And including, actually, I think it was um, Roy Blunt, who was actually um, the one of the House um, or he was the Senate um, values voters leader and wow. he, voted, Values. He, he voted for it. Yeah. So let me go over uh, a little bit of, of this craziness and shenanigans here. All right. Additionally, a subset of these advocates, including law professors, I respect, raised sophisticated legal arguments purporting to show that the bill actually improves the state of religious liberty in America. This piece demonstrates why this view is grossly wrong. I and many others have argued for years, marriage is the exclusive lifelong congenial, uh, con 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 conjugal Conjugal. Thank you. You're Thank you. Blah, 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 blah. A union between one man and one woman and any departure from that design hurts the indispensable goal of having every child raised in a stable home by a mom and a dad who conceived him. Uh, I won't speculate as to why some of faith, some of the faith voices who were once staunchly opposed to recognizing same-sex marriages have flipped on the issue, but flipped they have. And I'm going to... Um, I'm going to kind of go over a little bit of what's in this bill, but you know what? First, I want to I want to play uh, if if our producers would bring up the clip. Number one, Dr. Alan Keyes. Well, actually, the first clip I have is Biden. Okay, so Dr. Alan Keyes uh, ran against Obama in uh, for senator in Illinois, and when he did, he actually had to debate the moderator. There was a debate, and he gave the most impassionate impassioned. Uh, defense and explanation and definition of marriage. What we need to do is go back to what is the definition of a woman? <laughs> Should be simple. Mm -hmm. What is the definition of marriage? You're changing a definition. So what's your new definition? Yeah. Um, and, and whether it's Hillary Clinton or, or Bill Clinton or Democrats forever have all staunchly said marriage is between a man and a woman including joe including biden joe biden okay so what changed nobody it, it's like they come out with this new thing every week then and it's and you should all know it <laughs> okay you should all have known it and 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 nobody is repenting nobody is saying i wish i had not viewed this as an issue the only person i ever saw do this was tulsi gabbard um to her credit but not to really uh she was against homosexuality period and then she came out and she apologized, but no one ever comes out apologizing and saying, uh, I, I believe that I, I, 
Most sound-minded people will understand that if they have said something on record and their position changes, they need to come out and apologize on that position. What you're saying is that Tulsi did that. She she should not have actually changed her position, but she changed her position supporting same-sex marriage or homosexuality. And then she, so she apologizes. Joe Biden and all of these other people have historically had a They're stance on marriage. They're just coming out here like, you should know better. Like, I'm not going to tell right you that I've right. changed my position. This has always been my position. Yeah, let's roll the slip. I can't believe the American people can't see through this. We already have a law, the Defense of Marriage Act, where we've all voted, not where I voted and others said, look, marriage is between a man and a woman, and states must respect that. Nobody's violated that law. There's been no challenge to that law. Why do we need a constitutional amendment? Marriage is between a man and a woman. What's the game going on here? And Mr. Keyes, on the Channel 7 debate last Thursday night, you, you said, and I'm quoting you, where procreation is in principle impossible, marriage is irrelevant. You went on to say it was irrelevant and not needed. What about marriage between people who are well beyond their childbearing age? Irrelevant, not needed? No, no, simply a misunderstanding. The word in principle means relating to the definition of, not relating to particular circumstances. So if an apple has a worm in it, the worm is not part of the definition of the apple. It doesn't change what the apple is in principle. Uh, so the fact... It retains its apple. It retains... It re no, it retains... Uh, to, to act as if concepts are laughable means that you want to be irrational. Human no, beings I'm reason... You said, you said if it was irrelevant Human and not Human beings reason by means of concepts and definition. We also make laws by means of definitions. And if you don't know how to operate with respect for those definitions, you can't make the law. An individual who is impotent or another who is infertile does not change the definition of marriage in principle. Because between a man and a woman in principle, procreation is always possible. And it is that possibility which gave rise to the institution of marriage in the first place. As a matter of law, it's still as a matter of law possible and in principle. But when it is impossible, as between two males or two females, you're talking about something that's not just incidentally impossible, it's impossible in principle. Uh, and that means that if you say that that's a marriage, you are saying marriage can be understood in principle apart from procreation. You have changed its definition in such a way as, in fact, to destroy the necessity for the institution. Since the only reason it has existed in human societies and civilizations was to regulate, from a social point of view, the obligations and responsibilities attendant upon procreation. Uh, so when you start playing games in this way, you are actually acting as if the institution has no basis independent of your own art. I just can't even with this, because when you watch Barack Obama sitting there, and he's just kind of like thinking, like, this guy makes way too sense, too, too much, much sense. sense. And and honestly, I think I'm outmatched here. Yeah. Like, I, I think that this guy is more intelligent than I am. Right. You know, when, when you're listening to Dr. Keyes, and if you guys are not tuning in to watching him uh, weekdays, I think it's at 1 or 2 p.m. every week uh, here on Brighteon.tv, then you're totally missing out because Dr. Keyes operates at a philosophical level. In, level of intelligence that I've never seen anyone match bar none, okay? I was like, I, after, after... I've seen that clip like five times, and every time it's just as good as the first. After it actually went viral on several different um, threads um, on Twitter, that's why I picked it out. But let me kind of go over a little bit about what this bill does and doesn't do. So um, some claim it it doesn't affect religious liberty. 
Okay. Well, actually, the wording on religious liberty is diverse beliefs about the role of gender in marriage are held by reasonable and sincere people based on decent and honorable religious or philosophical premises. Therefore, Congress affirms that such people and their diverse beliefs are due proper respect. Mm. There's no legal, there's no legal finagling this. Uh, to, this this just is a blase statement. This doesn't say people who believe that marriage is between a man and a woman shall have legal uh, cover and shall yeah. not be forced to go against their beliefs. Some people also uh, claim in the bill um, that the eternal uh, the IRS won't be able to uh, revoke tax exempt status for churches who only uh, do uh, traditional biblical marriages. But actually. Um, when the Civil Rights Act passed in 1964, they could th anybody who segregated was automatically revoked, tax-exempt status. Uh, another claim, a Democrat's, this, this is a Democrat marriage bill, by the way, uh, can't be used as a basis for government bureaucrats to deny grants, licenses, accreditation, or contracts to religious organizations. Actually, and this is false because identical to the question of tax status, although the bill... Um, by its own operation, wouldn't revoke uh, licenses and grants, but it doesn't mean that uh, they wouldn't use this bill to say, as a government, we're not going to offer any grants or anything to schools or anything like that. Right. Uh, because of the proposed Marriage Act explicitly would preserve application of the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, this concession and existing court precedents are enough to address any potential harm for religious liberty. And uh, the author here says, although it, it is some consolation that the sponsors didn't explicitly strip protection under the Religious uh, Freedom Restoration Act from the bill, it is cold comfort. Neither the 1993 law nor the Supreme Court's decision in the Fulton and the Masterpiece Cake Shop, cake shop cases would prevent targeting of faith-based organizations. So th there was that issue as, as well. Um, so uh, because of the Respective Marriage Act, it passed this is another claim. These are claims yeah, that Lee is listing to here. private parties only when acting under color of state law, the risk is minimal that religious organizations would be deemed government actors. Um uh, but if even they are deemed state actors, they already would be bound by the Supreme Court's Oberfell uh, 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 ruling. So, yes, the risk uh, that an average religious institution would be deemed a state actor is rather low. However, the question is, uh, is fact-intensive. Religious nonprofit contractors that provide, for example, supervised housing for immigrant families detained on behalf of the Department of Homeland Security, adoption services on behalf of the government, or prisoner rehabilitation services mandated by a criminal court, might be deemed sufficiently governmental to limit a religion. So we're looking at adoptions. We're looking at um, immigrant uh, immigrant centers that receive some government funds. Um, we're looking at, um, you know, rehabs. Rehabs that get some government funds. So there's a lot of harm that, that, that will be done, that is designed to be done to this bill. But my first question really is this. Christians, when are you going to wake up? When are you going to make a stand? I do have uh, some quotes here. Stand firm, believers. Holding fast to biblical marriage is a matter of obedience to our Lord. This is the dividing line between true and false Christianity. You cannot name the name of Christ and forsake the teaching of Christ and the apostles on marriage. Um, fascinating to see. This is from Megan Bashan. Fascinating to see how many of the, quote, principled, um, never Trump evangelicals have had zero to say about Senate Republicans joining Dems to render marriage irrelevant as a societal building block. 
almost like their objections were more about finding quarter in the new liberal order. Uh, Delano Squire says, conservatives, especially Christians, need to actively be thinking about what political engagement looks like in 10 years if 65% Republicans have the same views on gender identity, abortion, and marriage as 100% of Democrats do today. Perhaps we need is what is a vote documentary. Um, So this is all so important. And I can't put this into, into words, but I need to put it, let's put it into context. When we start, we have a Supreme Court justice that cannot give you the definition of a woman. Michelle, with with just inserting same-sex couples into marriage, what, therefore, is marriage? It's literally just a, a union based on, really, tax purposes for just to acknowledge two people have come together as, quote-unquote, life partners. But why? It's a, it's a civil agreement. But but okay, so life is it? Why for life? Because it, divorce you can is get obviously, divorced. You're right. Obviously, you're right. is, L- is what, not life like lifelong, but it could be a temporary partner in life. But is that a definition that somebody has written down? No. Okay, so why can't why can't uh, you and I get married? Right, exactly. We are actually. I don't think th- I don't think it'll stop though. I don't think that it will stop. At, if there's good tax breaks in no, health it. insurance, why wouldn't we? We're already together in a life partnership. Right. Yeah. We own a home together. We own a business together. Uh, what about uh, parents who take care, children who take care of their parents? Yeah. Uh, if there's a tax break there, why wouldn't it? Why I, can't I, the I, child marry their parent? Because I, but, I don't see is non incest in there. Let me break down their definition for you. Okay. Their definition is a person that you lust after. Being, that's and, and and you make a contract with a person that you lust after because let me explain something to you. Well, I thought we were supposed to do science is science and trust the science. Okay, marriage is about two very different beings coming together. They're completely biologically different. Okay, men have a set of reproductive things. They, they have testosterone. They have a different musculature. They have a different way of thinking. Men are from Mars. Okay. When I grew up, we did this. Women are from Venus. Women have a womb. Women have ovaries. Women, and it's not just your body parts. It's the way you process things. It's the way you act. You have weaker muscles. You have a weaker uh, uh, bone structure. Okay. And it is in the joining of these two very different almost, you know, very different parts of the species, okay, that makes a connection, okay? When you have two positives or two negatives, you don't have a connection, okay? If you have, I talk about this all the time, a marriage is like a a lock, okay? So one is the lock, but a lock doesn't work without a key. And if you got a key and you're running around waving two keys, it, it still doesn't open the door, right? You still don't have a lock on the door. So marriage is between a man and a woman coming together as a building block for society. Because so, not just because, and I would go farther than the, um, 
then then in principle, I would go far a little bit farther than Dr. Keys. Then in principle, that children can, and I get why marriage is because in principle, but you don't just marry somebody because in principle, so marriages are are more important than just beyond taking care of kids. A marriage is one set of 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 uh, abilities joining with a whole nother different set of abilities. Men have things that women will never have. Women have things that men will never have. And joining that together is is God's perfect foundation for society, even if children are not the result. You know, the Bible says, why did God bring two together one? And that's to bring about a godly seed. It is a physical representation of what was to come spiritually of Christ and and the church, right? We are the bride of Christ. And so as we bring about a godly seed of ministering the gospel and spreading the kingdom of God, I would take it a step further that societally, we look at Ananias and not Ananias and Sapphira, who was um, Paul's um, tent making buddies. Aquila and Priscilla. Thank you. Aquila and Priscilla. They together, right, Mm -hmm. discipled Paul. Yeah. Okay. So we see this marital team come together and it's a really powerful thing. Yeah. All right. So our show kind of got squished a little bit, but I don't want to leave you without some smiles. Nancy Pelosi is leaving. And here are some of her greatest hits. That means that 82 year old Nancy Pelosi will not be the Speaker of the House anymore, no longer third from the presidency. Today she announced she will not seek a new leadership role in the new Congress. With great confidence in our caucus, I will not seek re-election to Democratic leadership in the next Congress. For me, the hours come for a new generation to lead the Democratic caucus that I so deeply respect. And I'm grateful that so many are ready and willing to shoulder this awesome responsibility. Well, obviously, this moment calls for a Pelosi tribute. We could have gone hours. We have that much tape, but we got it down to just a few moments. Here are just a few of her greatest hits. To be clear, you're not taking any arrows out of your quiver. You're not ruling anything out. Good morning, Sunday morning. And as a Catholic, I resent your using the word hate in a sentence that addresses me. I don't hate anyone. I was raised in a way that is full, a heart full of love and always prayed for the president. With all due respect, and you know, we've known each other a long time. You really don't know what you're talking about. Just when you think you've seen it all, the children will pay for the president's wall. He comes in with doggy do on his shoes and everybody who works with him has that on their shoes too for a very long time to come. <laughs> Ireland's sorrow and pain is now the Ukraine and St. Patrick's name is now Zelensky. <laughs> we do not say open sesame. We say open Biden. That's our magic word. (laughs) Open Biden. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to miss her. Will Kane is the host of Fox and Friends on the weekend. You know, I forgot about that last clip, the open Biden. We say open Biden. Biden. Now, if you want more Nancy Pelosi, you need to go and watch the Chickmunks 
that Lee and I did with Nancy Pelosi and Kamala Harris. It's, it's not really, fair. Really Don't good. leave us, Nancy. Don't leave us, Nancy. Yeah, she's stepping down from the Democrat caucus leader uh, as well, not just the Speaker of the House. So she's oh. not going to seek re-election for that, oh, yeah, that she seat. She gives us you know? more than Maxine. She does, and she has. And I don't think that she's going to go. Nancy Pelosi is like Doggy Do. It's going to follow you everywhere you go when it's on your shoes. So uh, I am I am not sorry to see her go, but I'm also not happy to see Kevin McCarthy take the Speaker of the House yep. uh, seat there. So listen, guys, we go live every Friday here on Brighty On. I know we had some technical difficulties, but if you want some more, you can follow us on resistancechicks.com. We always do a second half to this show, so visit us there. We've done some amazing shows this week, and we will also be doing a Thanksgiving program on Monday night live at 7 p.m., so you can tune in for that. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory. If it's the truth, we love you. God loves you. God bless, and we will catch you next Friday. Have a very happy Thanksgiving. You got my name.